Hello, Internet. Welcome back to the Bus Travel Lounge. You're listening to episode 14. My name is Patrick, and I'm joined by the inspiration for the well-known Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, the Fellowship of the Ring and, the, and the, 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 the Two Towers, Seth, Steve, and Josh. Say hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. On to the first point of business, launching straight into it. Seth, did you actually go and see Mr. Samsung? No, I unfortunately I didn't because um. So here's a story for that. Um, there's a Samsung place in Homebush. This is going to be very Australian, by the way. So like Australian locations, but um. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with my with my hands about like two inches apart and just just I'll start spreading them. Just tell me tell me how big the spider was. Uh, it's still going. About it's, that one. Ooh. That one. That's yeah, a big one. Right there. Jesus. The best part about it is there was no video for that. So <laughs> if you're lost at home, listen, so are we. <laughs> I can just tell that he's he's holding his hand about like, yay big, like about a half the size. Yeah, good. Anyway, so you, you, went, you went to Mr. Samsung or tried to. Uh, how'd it go? So there's this um there's a Samsung place in Homebush that we we're going to go to, but um we didn't decide to look up if they were open until we were already driving towards Homebush. Oh fuck! And um yeah, uh so uh on the way there, Mum's like, oh Ed, yeah, it says it's closed, so we should go to the Parramatta one. But let's um let's quickly ring them up and make sure things are okay there first. So um she starts ringing them while I'm still driving along the motorway, and uh what. Once she's on the phone, they're like, oh, so tell us your postcode and um, we'll tell you where, where they are, like what the closest one is. And it turns out that there was a phone repair store that's like associated with Samsung, like one of their contracted people like two minutes down the road from me. So we had to get off the uh, the motorway. I took the wrong exit off the motorway and ended up on the M7, a toll oh, road. No, I know exactly where you got off. That's hilarious. Yep. So um, uh, so I ended up having to take like a 15 minute detour to get to somewhere that's two minutes away from my house. And paid like ten dollars in toll. <laughs> yeah. Rip. That too. Well, for the for the seven people that uh, understood that joke, oh man, that 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 must have been tragic. Um, for everyone else, eh? <laughs> I don't know. Let, let's just let's just say uh, so to to put it into terms that uh everyone can understand. Yeah. Originally, I set out to go somewhere that was about thirty to forty minutes away from my place. Uh, we got about five minutes down the road before we realized it's closed. Settled on going somewhere that's about twenty minutes away, like still on that same uh motorway to get there. So it would have been half the trip. Um, but uh, on the way there. Uh, we found out that there's a place just around the corner from my house that I could have gone to this entire time. Why didn't you just like that? That, that made perfect sense. Why? Why'd you have to throw words like Parramatta and M7 in there? Because I wanted to confuse our international viewers <laughs> and our international host. Yeah, yeah, international <laughs> host. Don't you forget it. Um. So, so yeah. So, what did you actually take it to them, or were they also shut? Oh, uh, no, no, they were open. Uh, they told me it'd be about five business days, so that'll be the Monday coming up. I should hear back about it, but that's at earliest if um there's if Samsung had the um parts. If they're not and they still first. had to, they yeah, and they said like ninety nine percent chance it's um it, it's uh, just a faulty phone. Like these this phone shouldn't have this issue, so it's weird that it did. But um on that one percent chance that Samsung said um it says that oh no, it's a user error then we can put in a formal complaint against them. Oh, fuck, that's a much better story than my story. From Homebush, Parramatta, or the, the guy five minutes down the road? Oh, no, we put in a formal complaint towards Samsung. 
the guy that's um the guy that's around the corner he's being very helpful i wonder how many fans he gets to sort of be able to say that because they told me a very different story they said it was like nah it's your fault you fucked the big fella and i'm like oh <laughs> please please fix it he said he hadn't seen any of uh the uh flip three come in the flip one and two were very common ah okay cheeky fuck <laughs> that's how we got you all right so listeners are dying to know what Krispy Kreme did you get on the way home? Uh, there wasn't actually a Krispy Kreme on the way home, so I didn't get one. If I went to Homebush or Parramatta, what, there would have been one. What was the point of me even throwing it to you for the story? It, the, the beginning was confusing. The, the, the middle had, like, moderate character development at best. Like, the, the coolest character was the weird contractor dude from around the corner. And then there's no ending. Don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. <laughs> <laughs> the the ending comes next week when I do actually get the phone back and can report on that. Oh, great. So you've turned it into a two-part. <laughs> yeah. But, but Patrick, we've been doing this for 14 episodes. You know I'm just going to do nothing but disappoint you. <laughs> it's true. And every time I'm willing to get hurt once again. Um, any other random Samsung what have you done this week from uh, from Josh or Steve? I don't know, tech shenanigans to share, seeing as that seems to be the bit that we do before around the lounge. Okay, so asking for a friend here, but let's just say that uh, a good friend of mine, his rice cooker has stopped working. And then on the walk home from the gym the other day, he sees a perfectly, an unknownly good rice cooker sitting there out in the rain. Is a good friend of mine allowed to take that rice cooker home and use it for his own rice cooker consumption or does taking um street appliances is that under the no-go zone how how long did your friend watch the rice cooker to make sure no one was coming to get it from what he told me <laughs> um it was just like next to like a bunch of uh like furn- like dumped furniture and stuff i'd say it's fine to take it then i mean <laughs> yeah i'd also say it's it's fine if it was just out the front i wouldn't trust it personally i would have left it yeah like you you guys seem way too trusting to pick up random rice co- what sort of curses does it put in the rice is what my question would be like cl- clearly someone's thrown it out they're not going to throw out a perfectly good one does it does it like only cook brown rice or something what's wrong with brown rice that's what you want so for your lunch you want brown rice chicken and broccoli that's the only that's the three main food groups so did your friend actually take it and does it perform well he did my <laughs> i haven't heard from my friend, friend in three days <laughs> <laughs> oh is it the fire department right now um, no he um has taken it um he had a good discussion with his girlfriend where his girlfriend said get rid of it but he's a very stubborn young man the girl- and will, <laughs> the girlfriend is wise yeah and will be um, is giving it a good scrub and is waiting for it to dry out because it was in the rain for a bit. And then um, I, I guess so, I'll ask him and we can... I, I would be so nervous putting something that's not only been tossed out by someone else but left in the rain and you're like, I'm just going to plug this into the electrical outlet. I'm sure this will be fine. I'm sure he's going to let it dry. Like, he's not stupid. Um, maybe he'll go to, like, the local library and just plug it in there. <laughs> it's got it's got faulty wiring and a rice cooker, but no, no, he's going he's gonna to let it dry first. He's not a moron. <laughs> we don't... We don't, we don't know this we live in a i live in a very sorry my friend rats my friend lives in a very gentrified society a very gentrified suburb sorry so maybe they threw out the old rice cooker thinking oh if it's on the street some poor uni student will take it um where it's an opportunistic is it like a kmart one though or is it like a, a good one no it's like a from, from the pictures he's shown me it's like a one of those fancy breville ones okay 
Yeah, it was the. Oh, so so we're talking high tier. Yeah, there's like three different numbers like, on and everything. Like high tier, but a mid class. See that that just that just makes me more concerned about the level of curses that that are going to be put into the food that it cooks. But okay, so here's the real. Here is what possibly could be the deal breaker. <laughs> it's that that you are your own friend. No, no, no. It's a good friend of mine. It's a good friend of mine. Um, <laughs> there's close. no lid. Fact, there's no lid. Named. named <laughs> <laughs> Stephen with an F. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's no there's no lid for the rice cooker. Um, oh, it's just oh, it's what? useless then. <laughs> then what? But it could be like you the rice could... cooker needs a lid so it can cook the rice. But you have other lids in your house from like other rice cookers <laughs> bro, that have sent children out. It sounds like <laughs> so it's becoming a Frankenstein rice cooker. <laughs> bro, it's, it sounds it sounds like your friend is gonna unwittingly make a fucking like pressure cooker bomb. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I'll follow up with him after this to see if he's if it's still working if he's still I'd, I'd just send him a text and just be like hey you're still alive just just in case i'll do that right now i i'm half expecting the house to blow up but the rice will be perfectly fine do you does your <laughs> friend want me to bring them like a ten dollar kmart one <laughs> no so my friend has gone through three ten dollar kmart ones in the past 18 months they keep burning out because they're not uh, very good yeah yeah they they would do that has he, has he tried leaving them out in the rain sounds like he needs a ten dollar target one the ones are target on ten dollars they're like 40. Anyway, so let, let's just um, leave a, a book note in that, um, and next week, hopefully, um, they will be able to uh, inform me how they go and how cursed or uncursed the rise is. Maybe it's a test. Like, um, God gives his strongest challenges to his uh, strongest soldiers. Maybe this is the challenge. Who, who hasn't eaten some cursed rice every now and then? Like, it's, <laughs> it's good for the immune system, right? Yeah, exactly. Just like um, your friend that uh, put, like, what was it, like, a week old yogurt in his stomach and then yeah he totally felt fine well did, did he put it through the rice cooker first <laughs> we don't need to talk about times my friend may or may not have shat himself we don't need to talk about that <laughs> I, lo- I love that that's the that that's the benchmark here is just he's gonna eat some cursed rice if he doesn't shit himself it's a good deal <laughs> well, what is you're gonna shit it out anyway that fit it? well can we like video games hey eh? how about them those are yeah, yeah, sure. This, this isn't a rice cooking tech podcast, is it? I, I, I have genuine concerns for your friend's safety, but... Uh, I'm more concerned about how the rice is going to turn out, honestly. I bet it turns it, out fine. Rice is rice. Just worst comes to worst, he'll probably eat it raw. Excuse me? <laughs> you put the rice in, then you leave it out in the rain to collect the water. Surely surely, if he cooks enough rice in it, it it'll just regrow the lid, right? Hmm. Or if you leave it in there, like you get like the... It's like uh, the bottom's fried rice and the top's... Uh, boiled rice. I I suggest your friend just use a pot instead of a unknown rice cooker. Whoa, whoa, whoa. we're not touching the instead devil's a, letters. Instead of a definitely cursed rice cooker. <laughs> All right, so somehow we spent six minutes talking about this cursed rice cooker. So we're gonna move on. I don't know. I don't think Steve's friend realizes the uh the intensity of the situation. I'm on Steve's friend's side. All I'm saying is that everyone that's used a rice cooker probably will die at some point. Let's just try to make sure that it's not sooner than expected, all right? That, that's all I'll say. Make sure it's not the rice cooker's fault. Joke's on you guys. <laughs> I cook my rice in a pot. That's what Big Pasta wants you to think. They don't want you eating rice. Damn Italians, back at it again. They got a good point. Pasta's pretty good. True. Anyway, thank you for that, Steve. Um, can't wait. Wow. The the <laughs> If the audience wasn't hooked on listening to episode 15, they've got Seth taking his phone to a repairman and... Steve's friend's cursed rice cooker to look forward to next week. What a power combo. Anyway, uh, on to Round the Lounge for this week. Um, I think this one will be rather short. Let's see. Steve, what have you been up to this week? Um, I've been playing Dark Souls Remastered. 
because I want to go back and play a game that came out in 2011 that was remastered in 2019 for no particular reason at all. I just felt like playing it. Fair enough. Uh, is that it? Anything else? I've been playing a bit of Slay the Spire, but I, I think I'm done. Uh, I'm done. I can't keep losing, but I'll, I'll talk about that in my round section. Alrighty. And Seth and Josh? I got to level 100 in Yu-Gi-Oh! Master Duel and got my Pot of Greed. Uh, okay, yeah, fine, but Elden Ring. You know, that's just, uh, oh, just, oh just, right, that, that, right. <laughs> Quit the foreplay. Cut to the main course. You, you gotta ease into these things, okay? Just like the boss eased into my health bar. So, you've been playing Elden Ring. Josh, have you also been playing Elden Ring? Uh, I guess you could say I spent a little bit of time on it. Shocked. So, Seth, tell us about Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, so, I... I continued playing my Dark Magician deck. I got to the points I needed to get level 100 in the Battle Pass. The one that I got for free because Konami was kind enough to make me have enough points to get it for free. And now I don't have to touch the game again until the next Battle Pass comes out. So you're not going to touch the game again? Alright, that's fair enough. Probably had a good run. Yeah, pretty good run. Dark Magician's fun. Sweet. Uh, What would be in the next Battle Pass that would make you come back to it? Uh, Dark Magician Gel Minion, I guess. <laughs> Bonk, go to Horny Jail. <laughs> yeah. Bad ending. <laughs> it just seems like that's all endings with Dark Magician Girl. Yeah, well, not, none of them are good, trust me. <laughs> um, no, that's that's cool. So, uh, do you are, are you are you content with, with leaving it there? You, you think that's a good place to leave it? Or is it just because you don't really have anything else to, to work towards or do? Yeah, I don't really have anything else to do in that game because I only really want to play the Dark Magician's deck. Um, I might do some of the single-player stuff for a while, just go through those stories and try out some of those decks. But yeah, generally, I'm just kind of okay just sitting on the game until the next Battle Pass comes out. Fair enough. Any final thoughts on it? Good game. Uh, very good way to like get into Yu-Gi-Oh, I'd say, because of all the single-player stuff. Cool. Uh, and it's free. Well, Don't forget, it's free. We cannot stress this enough, fellas. It's free. True. Yeah, and it's very generous with the currency when you start off. So you can, if you have an inkling of an idea of what kind of deck you want to make, you're more than likely able to make it right away. And it's available on every platform? I believe so. It might be missing on Switch. No, I think it's on Switch. It's just it is on something. Switch. It's not on Mac. That's it. That's the only thing it's not on. Right, so it's on every every platform that people care about. Cool. Yeah. Sweet. Thank you for that, Seth. Um, Steve, Slay the Spire. You know, we're gonna we're gonna savor that that Elden Ring content till uh till the end. Uh how's Slay the Spire going? What do you what do you mean you're done? Pat, he was on Dark Souls. What? He was on Dark Souls, not Slay the Spire. Yeah, I said both. so we're doing Slay the Spire. Oh, <laughs> you said both. Okay, I only heard Dark Souls. No, he doesn't even listen when I talk. He only hears Elden Ring. <laughs> Um, only from software products. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be short about Slay the Spire. I think I'm done. Like, I got to the top of the by Slay. No, I didn't Slay the Spire. I got to the top of the Spire with like all three of the characters. Wait, wait, you didn't even Slay the Spire? What are you bad? I'm not bad. Did you get filtered? I'm not getting filtered. <laughs> um, I'm getting tilted now, but <laughs> <laughs> first your friends, now you. Yeah, it's an ending. It's never gonna end. Um, I just keep getting like hundred percent ending. <laughs> Look, I, get, I keep getting the um, like I've got the premise of the game, like get rid of the the basic cards and sort of get like a big structure around and keep your deck small so you can play the good cards early and that's the only thing you're playing. But like, it's, yeah, I keep getting like shit RNG, so I keep getting cards that like 
are the polar opposite of what I want. Or I'll get like half the good cards. I'm like, cool, I need to set them up with like two or three more cards and I never get them. Or if I'll- In which decks? Like, is this you? Are you still trying to play Ungabunga? Um... So, so I, I finally beat the tower with um, Ironclad. Ironclad, thank you. I'm trying to remember yeah, that. Yeah, by, by, by Ungabungaing the block. Um, but now that I've gone back and trying to go back up the tower again to eventually sl slay the spire, I'm not getting any of those the cards that I need for Ironclad again. Yeah, for, well, for all three of them now. Like so, Ironclad it's Ugubuga defense. Um, with the silent, it's Ugubuga poison. And for um, <laughs> I mean, it's not not quite Ungabunga poison, but sure. Yeah, it's it's like his poison or something. And then no, no, no. It would be it would be Ungabunga shiv. Po poison takes a, a little bit of skill. You, you need to build around poison. Yeah, well, maybe that's... I can't do the ship properly either way because I get fucked up by the relic. But in the, and with the that robot thing, it's always like... The defect. Yeah, the defect, yeah, sorry. It's always Ooga Booga electricity. I just, <laughs> True. I, I always feel like I'm one or two cards from being perfect. I just never get those cards. And it's just like I'm bashing my head against the wall. Um, so I'll probably put that down. I had a I had a really good run on The Watcher this week, actually, while I was just watching TV, just just playing some Slay the Spire on Switch. And I had I actually had a, a deck. So I the only one that I haven't beat it with is The Watcher, the 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 magic magic girl. And um, so was The Watcher like an add on DLC type of thing? I I don't think it was one of the original three, but yeah, because none of the achievements had sort of tied to it. Its deck runs completely different to all the other three. Yes, it does. Um, so I don't think I really put it in the same category it's definitely it's definitely a a deck that i'm less proficient with because i like wrath stance too much which means i just die but the mm. the run that i had i i was going real well and then i just got rng on the final boss and just didn't get the cards i wanted to to open with and so i just lost because oh, my yeah. entire strategy was around like opening curve uh is it it's it's there's like sort of low rng that you can sort of do to sort of not so much rng but like in the First opening, probably the first, until you get to the first boss, if you don't have the right cards and too hard to recover and then you're just wasting your time. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so uh, now that the Spire has slayed me, I've decided to jump on board the Elden Ring um, sort of fan base by going back to the biggest game in my pile of shame, Dark Souls. Because when I first got the game in, I was like 17, 18. I got so fucking filtered by Ornstein <laughs> and Smog. I went fucking insane um, to the point where... I got a good friend of mine to beat it for me, like a grown man. Like I got, I got another grown man to beat a video game boss for me. You should have just rung up Bully Hunters, been like, "Hey, this game's bullying me." <laughs> I've, I, I actually have needed help beating a boss before in um a game, but it was, it was because I wasn't fast at button mashing as a kid, so I needed to ask someone else to button mash to push off a boss. This is like a kid. Like I'm 18 years old. I'm getting filtered. And I just couldn't fucking do it, so I got my friend to do it. And because it was on my old Xbox 360, I was saving saving on like an external hard drive. Like the external hard drive was like that old. It had like a button to turn off and on, and it had like its own external power. And then uh, it corrupted the save, so then I had to go back and do it again, like the whole save file. So then I just fucking put it down, and I've just it's always been sitting in the back of my mind, like, come on, you've never finished Dark Souls, Steve. Like, what are you shit? Yeah, so I'm going back into that. Um, it's a lot easier than what I remember it was. Maybe I've just gotten... Because I've finished Dark Souls 2, 3, um, and played a couple of other Souls. And I've played Bloodborne as well. So I've sort of... I understand the premise of them now, so I'm a lot better at it. It also probably runs at more than, like, the 20-odd frames a second that the original ran out on. Yeah, I didn't realise how much. Yeah, because I'm playing... That was awfully garbage, yeah. And when you, Unless yeah. you're in Blighttown and you're lucky to get 10. Yeah, oh, so fine. that I, probably I, helps. Like, Blighttown is always shit because of the poison. Um... And it's still this shit I got past that, but still it's 
you don't realize like the 60 frames a second how much of a difference it makes while we're talking about blighttown um just a quick tidbit about elden ring i was looking at uh, the status effects oh no we've already pivoted no, no, I was looking at the status effects, right, on the on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Wrong tangent. Abort. Abort. No, no, no. So there was the status effect for Blight, and the top comment on the wiki is just, wow, someone should make a, a town out of this. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's great. <laughs> nice. All right, now you can continue. <laughs> Miyazaki looking that like, write that down, write that down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, like, I'm really loving Dark Souls. Like, it's, like, I remember most of, like, the enemies that are sort of, like, hiding behind, like, like corners and stuff even though it's been like what six years actually probably close to 10 actually since i first played it i'm really enjoying it the only question i have for you fellas but do you remember your builds in the old dark souls never played it uh decks oh i i only played it for a little bit at a friend's place oh okay so maybe... i did uh dual dual curve swords uh and decks based fuck man that would be hard i'm too much of a coward i always need a shield up <laughs> that's me playing elden ring yeah. <laughs> but yeah no, I, I did the the swords and just rolled everything i did the same thing for two and for three as well actually yeah two was a lot easier to dual wield yeah it was but no i get spooked i need my shield up but yeah i, I always forget how much playing a a Souls game really gets the heart racing and the feeling of achievement you get when you actually beat a boss. Um, but I haven't really had that much trouble with it so far. I'm sure when I get up to Ornstein and Smog, um, I'll fucking go insane because they just remember them. <laughs> two bosses at the same time isn't fun. I can't wait for you to just literally do it on the first try and be like, oh, what was I, what was I freaking out about? <laughs> oh, I forgot to summon... Because you can summon someone at the same time as well. I'm like, oh, that was easy. You playing it with the uh, Guitar Hero controller? No, the Diddy Con- the Donkey Kong drums. I, oh, I was yeah, going to yeah, say yeah, that yeah, if you didn't the say it. Yeah, the, the true purists. Nice. The true purists. But yeah, that's Dark Souls. I really like it. If you haven't played a Dark Souls game before, I'd highly recommend it. Like, it's a good one to start off with. We fit balance board. Yeah. Starting and off with it, number one. Go figure. That, that that wasn't the first one. It was Demon's Souls. People keep forgetting. Yeah, Demon's Souls is fucking shit. Yeah, it's Demon's not user friendly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Demon's Souls is great. You keep telling yourself that. Josh, take. remake looks good, but I haven't played it. So. <laughs> Josh, Josh agrees with Steve. Steve yells, "Josh, take it, Seth. Good shit." <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, but if you haven't played dark souls before like I, I highly recommend getting the remastered version like it sort of fixes all the the frame rate graphical technical problems with it and the community like the because i'm going into the i think it's the fextra life page to see if, like if there's any secrets i'm missing or or which upgrade path i'm going to do for my weapons like it's path in this location <laughs> extra life is actually so good because they do a lot of stuff for monster hunter as well and the best yeah, part do. about it is it has a fucking dark mode as opposed to like darksouls.wiki.com. As, oh. as opposed to the souls mode or? You tried. I yeah. said. Congratulations, Sam. <laughs> Let me kick you out. Now, how's it feel, Pat? Now you know what I feel like all the time. <laughs> I don't joke about dark mode, mate. Uh, that's that's life. Yeah, if yeah, if a page is white, I'm turning it off my eyes at it. <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, so that's Dark Souls. I recommend it. Even if people haven't played it in a while, I'd recommend going back to it. But then at the same time, Elden Ring's come out, so maybe just play Elden Ring, because that seems just a little bit better. Just um, a little, yeah. It has killed Dark Souls for me, sadly. Oh, I'd get into some, it, fellas. Some people might say that Elden Ring is a little bit better than Dark Souls. Just just a tad. Just a tad. Pat, Pat wouldn't know, though. No, I, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't. I haven't, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I, neither I think, would, I neither I'm pretty sure I have the Dark Souls game somewhere in my Steam library, just like un, unplayed because it's just in the, the depths of the backlog of however many games that I always have on the go. But Oy. yeah, I might get to it at some point, but I don't not really in a rush. So am I the only one that's played all the Dark Souls games then? Oh, I have. I, oh, I'm I the one that seems least happy in life. So yeah, I assume so. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. The only one I haven't played is Elden Ring. 
and secure. The only one I technically haven't finished is uh, Demon Souls and Bloodborne. Oh, I haven't played um, Demon I, Souls either. Yeah, don't say it, Josh. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. You what, can say it about Demon Souls. Was... Don't say it about Bloodborne. What the Bloodborne was shit. It's fucking so yeah, fucking Josh. It was so bad. It's not. I'm I, gonna let you I in on like a little it. secret. All Souls games are good. Um, yeah. I I think my biggest problem was that I went the from, from software ones anyway. Yeah. I went from like Dark Souls two, I absolutely adored. Got a console to play uh, Final Fantasy fifteen, which was an utter letdown by the end of it. Then I played Bloodborne, which I was really looking forward to. That I found really just uh, just a complete and utter letdown as well. If they remade the game, I would probably give it another go. But I'm not going to buy a PS4 just to try and get try and play it again. So yeah, we'll see. I didn't like it though. Every every fucking week, Josh. People want so much new Bloodborne stuff, and Sony just refuses. Yeah, they would sell so much. They would they would make so much money off it. Um, but Sony's like, no, nah, fuck you. The music from just, it is very just good. Just going to pull a Nintendo and hate on the Nintendo fans? <laughs> Bloodborne for Switch win. <laughs> for Switch. Please, no. We we don't need to hate on the Nintendo fans because uh, uh, Nintendo does that enough for No, us. no, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, everyone's oh. like, hey, hey, Sony, we want more Bloodborne content. And Sony's like, no, 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 fuck you guys. <laughs> Taking a page out of Nintendo's book. God, I can't wait till we get to that in an hour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. It's just nothing but promises for things to come in an hour and part two is for next week, isn't it? Yep. Don't tell Strong them that now. Strong combo. Strong combo. Uh, so what What has... Sorry, sorry just get, quite, cutting in real quick. Um, Bloodborne's on the PlayStation, PlayStation Plus collection, so if you have a PS5 and PlayStation Plus, you can just play Bloodborne right off the bat there. You know the funny thing? I, I have a PS5 sitting here and I still haven't played it. And the um, the loading screens are way faster on PS5 as well, right? I assume so. It's not an SSD, so like PS4, when you died, it would take it would take a while to to reload back in. But I've heard PS5 has like the upfront loading, but then once you're in, it's pretty instant when you uh, have to move around. I haven't tested that out. I I know it's not one of those games that are like up like really optimized for it, but I imagine like just being on the SSD does make it faster in general. Yeah, SSD's nuts. We're just getting back to back bad jokes, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, that, was, that was a good one. That was a good I one. love how I love how at the start of episode thirteen, I'm like, man, I hope this one isn't unlucky. Turns out that one was fine. It's fourteen that we had to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so recovering from that head and hands moment, um, any final thoughts on Dark Souls, Steve? You're just gonna continue working your way through that for the next little bit? Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm loving it so far. Like I, I could probably every year or two years i'll jump into a souls game and i'm like fuck man these are so great i love them so much but then that's sort of it can't wait can't wait for a year from now when you're like so i got into elden ring yeah yeah when episode 100 i'll get into it yeah. i'm not paying full price for a game unless it's a pokemon game then i'm a sucker for it or what, what was the other one um 30 30 bucks for a game 35 bucks if it's an anime game yeah whatever yeah, but that's whatever, whatever price, fuck though. split you had from last week yeah it's it's true <laughs> All uh, right, so I guess we will just move straight into what I'm guessing we're going to be talking about for the next little while. Elden Ring came out. Shoot, actually, Josh, you've got a you've got an unstable amount of hours in there. When did it come out? <laughs> it came out on Friday. Uh, so yeah, about six days ago. Yeah. And you have how many um, hours in it? Uh, I think just over fifty. I think disgusting. Get 50. help. I that's not that bad. I had thirty six in the first two and a half days. I've seen people with bigger. Yeah. <laughs> But it is a very good game, and every single minute of that has been worth every single minute of the, my time. Absolutely. I I slightly disagree in that I have 20 hours in it, and the first 20 minutes was not worth my time, and I almost refunded the game. Yeah, Why would you because... wait 20? 
20 minutes no, man no, a game no. like that you need to put so much more time into it Fuck. it was because i was having controller and tech issues not because of the game itself oh, okay. but, well i ended up solving your tech issue and it's because you're using a controller that hasn't been like used since like 2016 in mainstream games like that's that's why you're having problems wait what controller are you using tartarus it's because my Tartarus was plugged in. It's not because I was using it. Well, if it's plugged in, like it's it's seeing it and it's, it was thinking, oh, you're you're trying to use this. Yeah, yeah, but like I need I need to make the I need to make the difference in just in case people think why is he using a Tartarus to play uh, Elden Ring? I'm not. I was using a DualSense. Yeah. So you know, if you weren't using really old hardware that stopped being updated years and years ago, you wouldn't have had a single problem. So like, it's just not the game's problem. Or the game can just run properly without me needing to unplug things from my pc like every other game it's okay. no it seems like a you problem worked for me i don't know why it's not running on my uh, my, my dual core processor with one gig of ram it should just run properly i mean that that's a, that's a different thing altogether where that hardware is no it's not it's a hardware issue that's that's a hardware issue of like the game not being a, that hardware not being able to run the game i'm talking about things being plugged into usb ports and the game not detecting a controller because another controller is plugged in somewhere else it should be smart enough to detect oh this controller is moving this is the one that's supposed to be doing the inputs like every other game this is the only game i've ever had to unplug the tartarus for i don't know man i like it's probably gonna happen more and more but either way like the I game was perfectly fine for everyone else, so it it doesn't. That that uh, issue has been coming up for a lot of people where they've had to unplug their mouses and keyboards for it to work. You probably got some weird keyboard that needs like um some kind of special driver or something like the Tartarus. Yeah, and the game should just run instead of people needing to unplug their stuff to make it work. Man, PC gamers, am I right? Not the master race. <laughs> <laughs> How far they've fallen. I don't know, man. I plugged in an Xbox controller and it just worked. <laughs> I, if I knew I was going to have issues, I would have bought it on PS5 instead. Wow. Doesn't even want to call it with the boys. Yeah. I, I, after what Jake did, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. All right, you have to explain yeah, it. Like, I don't get it. He, he starts playing the game, right? And Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it yeah, when we're we'll actually discussing it. the game. Yeah, Which should have been game. now, but we've yeah, spent yeah. three minutes talking about fucking Razor Tartarus of all things. <sighs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> but that was part of my experience with the game it it didn't want to work because i had something plugged in it just didn't want to work with so what's your review of the tartarus <laughs> the tartarus is great i love it in final fantasy 14 oh fuck here we go here we go <laughs> <laughs> that is all i have to say about that topic can't go a whole week without talking about final fantasy eh? <laughs> i get it i can't get it played on the xbox it's a shit game <laughs> No, you're just on a console where you can't play it. That's a good game that you can't play unless you play it on your laptop. That'll die. I've, I've heard if you buy a Tartarus, um, Mr. Xbox comes and gives you a hand a hand signed copy of Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, Mr. maybe. Xbox. <laughs> you just leave it at that. Right, so there were so right? many famous Microsoft people you could have gone with and you went with <laughs> Mr. Xbox. <laughs> could have at least gone with John Halo. Yeah. So anyway, Elden Ring. Why, why, why would John Halo go to your house, Steve? He's got better things to do. Hey, hey, I'm, he a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a shareholder. You know what? That's a recent game that came out that works with the Tartarus. Based on Microsoft. What, Tem -tem. Halo, fuck? Uh, Halo Infinite. <laughs> so anyway, Elden Ring. Yeah. Why was there... Josh, you've been doing nothing but play Elden Ring for five days. How was there a pause there? So Elden Ring, how, how are you silent? I don't know what to say without spoiling it is the hardest part because oh there's a God. lot of... So I will say this. It is a 
it is everything that you would expect from a Dark Souls game in an open world setting. It is nowhere near as linear as other Dark Souls games. There are, or any Souls games in general, um, there are basically set bosses that you know, hey, there are X amount of these once you start playing the game. And you start finding them in the various sort of main locations that are kind of like the more typical Dark Souls. You're going to run through a castle or whatever and look through the paths and the bonfires, which are graces in this game, and dig your way through that dungeon kind of thing. Um, the rest of it is open world for the most part uh, and everything is just sprawled out in an area where you do the tutorial you die because it forces you to die whether you beat the tutorial boss or not um, then as you get down there you're just free to roam so you don't even have to fight the first boss and I didn't for the first 20 odd hours so I just roamed around there are mini dungeons everywhere with little mini bosses at the end of them excellent game I want to point out that it's extremely hilarious that um after you like start the game like after that tutorial area uh your choices are either go to this very brightly lit door to go into the open world or go talk to this npc who tells you to jump down a hole that you think you might die if you jump down it you live and that's a tutorial yeah no it is very good i um i also think it's funny you, you should never trust an npc that tells you to jump into a pit yet here it is jump into this pit the best part is that like nothing goes wrong in that scenario the next time something will go wrong <laughs> But no, I uh, I think it's also quite funny that if you travel back to the tutorial area, you still get the tutorial messages that prompt on, which yeah. is really interesting. <laughs> yeah, because there's some stuff there, and um, I I accidentally went back through there because um, when you go through that uh, door to go towards the real game, there's a um, a, there's a key you there's a there's a statue you can put a key into to go into this locked off area uh but the first time i traveled back there to go do that key i accidentally walked back through the tutorial area and just did all of that again <laughs> nothing like doing a tutorial multiple times to really set the dark souls thing in mm. yeah that that also just to, just to pile on to the i also traveled back to the tutorial uh, area at the start of the game um i um should say this is my first Souls experience. I played a weird amount of Bloodborne on a friend's uh, on a friend's PlayStation, but uh, this is the first time that like I myself have directed where I'm going in a Souls game, and I completely missed the first the the uh, the grace that's literally called the first steps. So I just went off on my own adventure and then came back, found it, and then as soon as you find it, the game probably quite rightly assumes that this is the first grace you found, so it gives you a prompt being like, "Hey, you found a grace. You can fast travel <laughs> to these and, and rest for free." And meanwhile, me with my, I think, seven hours in the game at that point went, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's how they work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've just been lining them up and walking away. Yeah, yeah. I've just been, I've just been starting fires and then running, running backwards and forwards. Um, I think... It how do you might... feel about that first guy saying that you have no maidens? Hilarious meme. If I read it out of 10, it's a, it's a 12. <laughs> nah, it's really uh, good. That is pretty good. I love, I do love all the memes that are coming out from that. Like people making the uh, guy from, uh, fuck, what's that uh, DreamDog movie? Uh, Mastermind or something? I think so, yeah. I think Megamind. Yeah. Megamind. Yeah, Megamind. Megamind, that's it. Yeah, people have been making him in the character creator and posing him like the meme picture and then captioning it, no maidens in the game. <laughs> Um, I like that, like, the first time you meet said maiden of the game as well, like, really early into the game, she basically sits down and goes, huh, maidenless. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, <laughs> stop rubbing it in. <laughs> and then she's like, fine, I'll be your pity maiden. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, nah, it's... Uh, but I, I don't want to go too far into this, you know, the stuff I've done and the things I've found in the game that, that make it just, you know, such a good Souls experience because a lot of the stuff is just 
you, you sort of, like, I mean, especially with Souls games, if you know something's coming and you know what you need to do or where you get stuff, it kind of ruins a lot of that experience of the exploring and throwing yourself against a wall until you just win. Um, I don't I, feel I like think... I don't feel like we can't have that discussion without spoiling it though. Like I, 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 I think actually... if we use vague enough terms, we can. Uh, we can talk about it kind of freely. Yeah. But yeah, because I, I want to talk about that thing that Jake ruined for me, and I'm going to be vague about the details on it, but I'll get through it. Because I thought it might be interesting if we, because this is a very open world game that doesn't hold your hand at the start, give a very brief overview in the directions that we took as soon as we had freedom. And I'll start because this is my first Souls game and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, so left the tutorial area, I uh, completely missed the first grace. Good shit. Um, went to... Um, ra yeah, ran randomly walked my way over to a large man on a horse who promptly sent me back to the tutorial area um, two or three times. <laughs> and then eventually walked, walked past that guy. Um, went to uh, the... What's it? Gatefront? Went to the gatefront. Uh, died a bunch more times there. Uh, decided that even though everything was telling me to go to like towards the the gate part of the gate front that oh, I'll just I'll just walk off and explore so I just went exploring for multiple hours and found a bunch of cool shit to do but uh I I had a I had a very similar first path to you but uh it's more um I went walking through a forest and ended up at that gate front town and then once I got the uh grace right next to that gate i realized oh that's progression i'm gonna turn around and head south for a little bit ah see i didn't even realize it was progression i i just <laughs> I, I tried tried fighting the people in the town died tried fighting the the troll in the in the gate died and then went eh, i'll just i'll just go do something else <laughs> yeah no uh so that guy that calls you maidenless at the beginning of the game he tells you straight up that uh whenever you touch a grace they'll point lines towards story progression so when I touched the grace next to the uh, gate front gate, it was pointing inside the gate. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's story that way. I'm going to go do something else for a bit. So what'd you do? Uh, I just headed south. I went and did some um, NPC quests. Uh, one of them involved a character that tells you, hey, can you go towards this castle and uh, deliver this letter? So I go there. Uh, Josh helps me out with that castle a fair bit because I was woefully underprepared. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that that castle was um, it it wasn't where you should have been at that point in time, but no, it's yeah, so good. I feel like I because I've got ten hours in the game now because I noticed that everyone else dropped how long they've spent in there. I yeah, I haven't crossed the eleven hour mark yet, and I think I've just finished the castle. Yeah, see, I didn't even head towards the castle until I was about eleven and a half hours in. Mm, I haven't quite finished the castle, but yeah, you're nearly there. Um. I don't think I bothered with the castle, so uh, so I guess to redo my first steps. I think we can I think we can name drop uh, Stormvale because that was well, in all the trailers. You yeah. just did. Well, does yeah, knowing the names yeah. of the places so. actually matter? Or is no, it more not the really, experience? Not really. It was more just um, you know. All right, should, should I be freaking out that that, that doesn't sound like the castle that I cleared? <laughs> uh, maybe. You, no, you're. No, no, you're. You're, you're right. There. You're right at the gates of that. Yeah. No, you no. you beat that uh first boss, so you're there. They they name drop the area a couple of times. Oh no no no! Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the yeah. castle in the south. Oh yeah. Oh no no no! That's a different one. No, yeah, yeah. Um. No, yeah. That that that's yeah. what that's what I went uh went off and did. 
and just just cleared that yeah oh yeah, yes so. no i went there much earlier i went there like around the five hour mark yeah that, okay good good did you beat the boss in there i did oh nice nice um my, like, my li- literally, steps... literally did that and then and then uh, came here to record this <laughs> um my first steps in the game was literally oh hey here's a grace oh it points you where to go that's kind of cool walked out got stabbed once by the uh the first like mini boss that you found that you sent you back to the tutorial a few times and was like by, by the nice oh, man that's, on a, the horse. that's a one hit kill huh yeah 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 and i was like oh okay that's that's not cool. <laughs> I guess I'll fight him <laughs> later. And then I went and found a grace and was like, oh, I guess I'll just force my way through story for a little while till I, you know, find said maiden. Because uh, there is always one in the Souls game for the most part. Uh, ran through and was like, oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Oh, look, there's a gate here. And then, like, brutally decided to slaughter every single knight in that area that you get to for, like, the first main section that you get in the game. Uh, found all the hidden things there and was like, oh, cool. I'm done here. I guess I'll go climb this hill back to my head against the the giant in that area for a, a, probably the better part of like 20 minutes because i stubbornly refused to run past it got all the way to the castle in like the first like five hours or something i was playing and got to the first boss and was like oh there's no way i can beat this right now and then i basically spent the next 20 21 maybe hours running around uh just exploring everything and finding out that there was mini dungeons everywhere in the map and just collecting as many of those as i possibly could yeah there's so much to collect in this and like just explore like i don't know every inch of this map feels like it was hand designed to do something specific or give you some sort of experience yeah Mm -hmm. it's like really smartly made so and a question for people that have played more souls games than myself which is probably all of you um the class thing i felt was quite interesting it seems like because of how long it takes to level up the classes actually play quite differently uh i don't know what classes you guys are playing as but uh how do they compare to previous games like do they do they uh, how's the class system in general is what i mean like this is the first time i'm actually doing the class thing properly because the last i play i had such a big gap between demon souls and bloodborne that I forgot how the leveling systems worked and, like, the stats worked. So I just kind of, like, did a general get-everything-up-at-the-same-pace sort of build, and that's a mistake <laughs> to not do that. Uh, it, it can work. Uh, um, it, it can, but it it's makes you, kind you of a disadvantage yourself. in yeah. the long run, I feel. Yeah, you do. Uh, you end up with a disadvantage. I I think this game, honestly, is a bit more forgiving in the class system because uh in dark souls one you know it was very very linear it was a fairly short game uh you didn't really get all that much experience to sort of i guess experiment in your classes it was kind of like most people ran sword and board for playing dark souls for the first time in dark souls 2 the enemies didn't respawn if you killed them enough which means you had a very limited amount of souls which means that you theoretically had a level cap at any point in the game and then dark souls 3 was a bit more hey you know you can kind of build whatever you want but you were still stuck like if you decided that you wanted to do a certain build you couldn't necessarily go get a weapon that was good for that build until a certain point in the game whereas in this game you just jump in and you just start exploring and you start finding weapons of every variety all over the place of various different scaling mechanics which means you it doesn't really matter what class you you pick first because they all start with differing base stats but there's no like overall overhang like you're not going to be a bandit forever kind of thing if you find a faith weapon that you really like you can go okay cool i'll just start throwing points into faith and you can explore and find miracles and everything without having to hit a point in a game 
So I think the class system in this works a lot better for what this game currently is, if that makes sense. Yeah, because it's an open world game, so it's not so much tailored towards it. You'll find something at this point. Exactly. But rather you can find something at any time. Uh, When you do find something you think is really cool and you want to try out, then yeah, you can just start specking towards trying that thing out if you don't if you don't already meet the minimum requirements yeah exactly like i'm 50 hours in and i'm still using a longsword that i had at the start of a game because it's plus 15 currently and it was just a longsword i bought off one of the very first vendors you meet um but i've got a million different cool weapons that i could use and you know at this point in time this is just what i have best for me and at at any point i could go okay well maybe i wanted to swap to like i found a halberd or i found a rapier or i found um you know faith-based weapons uh, which is what one of our friends did he put 30 points into faith to get one of the earliest faith gear weapons you could find and then went oh these are kind of cool but i don't think it's worth it so like you oh can, really because that's can... what i'm doing yeah well i'm yeah I, it was still really good but it wasn't the way you wanted to play um spoiler so alert you up... fucked up <laughs> nah, well, you, you can respect bad like, ending Souls game. <laughs> but um no, it's, I think it just works really well. Like, you're just so much more open-ended. Like, you're free to sort of define your character at any point in the story rather than going, okay, once I get this boss, then this boss weapon, or I can get to this wand or whatever. It just, it works a lot better in this. I think that's been the biggest block for me is because I'm used to it being such a tiered system from... Because I, I compare this game to Monster Hunter in that you will come up against a monster that might kick your ass the first few times, but eventually you will overcome the challenge and just the process of overcoming that challenge if it's if it's a step up like if it's from going from low rank to high rank or six star to seven star or any any differentiation like that it's a hard differentiation like the difference between seven star gear and six star gear is massive in monster hunter whereas here uh i've i've just you know killed one of the first story bosses apparently and and it's weird because I, I expect to be, I, I, I keep wanting to run the calculus of, uh, I want to use this equipment until this boss, because then once I kill that boss, I will unlock this other stuff that will, that will make it better and make it more efficient for me to level up because that's just how I play Monster Hunter. But it's really hard because this is almost entirely linearly scaling rather than jump scaling. And it's been messing with me because anyone that's been in the Discord that we all play in it's just been me peppering with questions of like, should I be doing this or this? And the, the answer is always depends on your play style, but yeah, I, you can do whatever I, you like. I almost, I almost don't like the, the lack of handholding in that way. It's also especially rough of a mindset to go into because for a few hours, a few hours before I actually went into Stormvale, I found my way around it and into areas behind Stormvale Castle and mm-hmm. heading towards thing. a second boss instead of the first one. <laughs> And um, I also found my way towards a red uh, sandy area that also houses a different story boss. And yeah, so you don't have to hit up Stormvale as your first area, but that's like the general, this should be the first one. Mm. It does. There is the same thing in Dark Souls too. Like you start in Majula, right? And then you can go a direction where you go, oh, look, I can hit these enemies in two or three hits. And then it does the Dark Souls thing of, 
oh look i found this area and then all of a sudden you're being one hit and you do like five damage and you go okay maybe i don't belong here. <laughs> so there's still that experience the way i'm trying to get around this is like i went to those backwards areas and areas that are supposed to be higher tiers than uh storm veil and i still have weapons that weren't ready for storm veil because they were too underdeveloped yeah so it's just a thing of um yeah the, the weapons are just as good as you make them rather than you get to this point in the game and it's just supposed to be better than the lower areas. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, the only thing that's really quite different towards a lot of the Dark Souls, like, equipment-wise, is that in, in Dark Souls and the other games, you would consistently find better armor and that that armor you go okay cool like i'm going to use this for a while because you know maybe i'm like doing a dex build and i need this mobility or whatever and there's very limited armor sets in this because for the most part you're just dropping random armor pieces from random mobs that you killed and they're all basically around the same level it, most people just haven't really swapped armor or they've swapped armor to like some very basic upgrades but there's been nothing that's like oh this is a definite upgrade now i can go back and fight that boss kind of thing i've never even like i probably have armor pieces i i completely forgotten to look at armor <laughs> yeah well. yeah no i've gotten very few pieces of armor playing to get through so far yeah like i've got quite a, a lot of pieces of armor but for the most part they're all exactly the same piece of armor basically it'll just be yeah. this one slightly higher magic and slightly lower fizz whereas it's not like hey this one is like it's just objectively meant better for a dex build or this yeah. is obviously meant for an int build yeah it's not objectively better it's just yep. there <laughs> because i started with the bandit stuff like the handful of like knight armor i did get is like a vast improvement in our like physical defense mm -hmm. i did the but, same and thing, yeah. and my endurance is high enough that i can still put those on and keep like a medium roll instead of getting a fat roll nice. so those are like bigger bigger upgrades and that you might generally see but yeah, I haven't actually seen that much armor. I've got like four pieces of feet gear, four pieces of chest gear, four pieces of um, head gear, and maybe three arms. I've got so <laughs> probably like three arms. Yeah, just, like... And then not, not even the armor, just three arms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I've got like probably like maybe sort of like 10 of each piece kind of thing. And I'm still wearing, for the most part... I think the helmet's the only thing I've really swapped, but I'm still wearing the armor that I found very, very early, like in the first three hours of the game. And I'm like, okay. Because you, you can keep all of your equipment on you, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, again, is also a weird concept from coming from Monster Hunter, where it's like, all right, got to return to base and swap my gear and yada, yada, yada. But no, just on-the-fly equipment swapping. It's nice, but it's also weird um any final thoughts on inventory because i want to shift discussion to another topic i i also need to roll back to my first experience because i never actually finished my story i was meant to tell oh yeah tell us what do you do what did jake do what do you fuck you up with okay so oh, what, what, uh, <laughs> i'll start over again so uh, i got out of the tutorial i got towards that gate heading towards Stormvale, and i was like oh okay story progress i'm gonna head somewhere else for a little while and I headed my way south for quite a bit, found an NPC that said, hey, there's a castle down south. Can you go give this letter to someone in there? And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll go hit that up. And I, that's where I needed Josh's help. And uh, Pat just finished that area because I went there way too early. <laughs> but um, yeah, I go ha deliver the letter. And as I'm, uh, as I'm handing the letter and starting to go back that way, Jake's just like, oh, yeah, no, that character's dead now. I'm like excuse me he goes yeah no you've killed her because you handed in the letter and i'm like oh 
thanks and immediately left the call yeah because he's <laughs> so his his like um i guess reasoning, his reasoning right? was so bad was, as well because it was typical jake that, reasoning but anyway <laughs> yeah he he said that because on release day jake uh, josh and craig were saying so much stuff that was spoiling him he needed to spoil someone else on something but it, i'm like like that that is such a bad reason i'm out craig and i weren't even like spoiling anything we'll just be like oh cool there's a dungeon here or there's a this here or whatever and he just knew where we were so he's like, oh, you're spoiling things. I'm like, we're not spoiling things. We're just doing the game together. Come play. No, I'm ahead of you guys. All right. Well, we're doing the dungeons. And then he's like, yeah, I need to spoil it for someone else. <laughs> Which is like just such a such a shit thing to do, but also such like a, a soul's experience of like, hey, I'm going to be spiteful. Like the message is like, hey, invisible wall ahead, jump off here. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, those are, those are funny things. Like those are funny traps, not just straight up. Oh yeah, I'm just going to tell you something a minute before you get there. Yeah. <laughs> quick, quick lightning round before we before we shift topics. Actually, Steve, you can be part of this too. Um, what's what what's the best message you found in Dark Souls Remastered? Like best is in like you you see the message and like I don't know you you laugh you you get a strong emotional reaction to it. What what's what what's the top one on your list? So it's not Dark Souls Remastered. It's Elden Ring. But I saw. I was trying someone... to throw up Steve. Steve's not <laughs> bloody listening. <laughs> I, I saw a corpse in a chair and um I read the message in front of it and it's like okay time for head and every now and then you can get um you can get to the people's emotes that show with the message as well so it was someone that knelt down in front of the corpse and then bowed its head into their crotch. Well, the funniest message I've seen in Dark Souls Remastered was this afternoon and I'm it's funny looking back at it about the time I nearly um threw the whole console out. Uh, so it's just in front of a mimic and it says nice chest ahead and I'm like oh fuck yeah sick <laughs> I'm like, that's funny like ah ha ha boobs ah ha ha chest that's funny and I open it and it fucking eats me and I was like that's it <laughs> bye everybody video games are I, shit I've, I've been smacking every chest I run into just to make sure they're not mimics well that's what mm-hmm. I've usually been doing I knew to prepare for one in Sen's Fortress but because I was like, sort of distracted from the nice chest ahead um, I did not See, I have I haven't been doing that, so now I need to now now, now that's something else to keep me up at night. Thanks, Seth. No, no, so like I'm like fifty I think it's like fifty three hours, I think is the number. And I have not seen a single mimic and it's throwing me off my game. So that, that's what they want I'm you to think. They're going to chest. do it right at oh, the end of the game just to throw you off. They, yeah. they absolutely will. I've also been like like checking underneath elevators after you walk on them to see if there's any paths or anything, and there's only been one so far. And I'm like, oh, there's usually so many. Um, rolling in and attacking like every single wall in a dungeon like there's gonna be an invisible wall in here somewhere (laughs) wait so do they have invisible walls in Elden Ring they do they're just not anywhere near as common as they were in Dark Souls yeah yeah I haven't seen one yet I've seen messages talking about them but I haven't been able to like break through or whatever yeah no messages are littered everywhere saying it so I whack the walls to make sure just to be sure those those messages are lies one of the only messages I've seen that actually wasn't lying about the hidden wall uh, was had one rating one <laughs> and i was like oh I, this guy haha what a joker i was talking about in discord and i hit the wall and i opened it and i was like oh my god <laughs> time, time to disparage you go the back message. and rate it up i did i went back and i rated it up yeah no no rate it down rate it down no um, one else could have oh, this wall but me no so that's that's actually a thing as well um i kept accidentally rating messages down at the beginning of the game because for some reason they decided that the start button should be the one that rates down and the selects button should be the one that rates up yeah i don't know why they so did because that. i'm 
yeah so because i'm so used to oh i'll just smash starts like the first two <laughs> hours of the game i just went around negatively affecting everyone's messages there's a bunch of people just out playing wondering why there's some guy that just hates everything they have to say and they're trying to be as helpful <laughs> as they can um what, what was your what's what's the best message you've seen josh uh there's a few that sort of spring to mind uh, that are kind of memes floating around so there's one that they just post in front of like every animal and it's just dog <laughs> it's, like, it's like a turtle and you're like dog yeah that, um, that, 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 that one's, one's my one. favorite one I, um, I i saw a meme about that message earlier as well there, there's so many of them it's uh inglorious Bastards, i think is the movie and um it's like oh so uh do you know what a dog is and like i know what's a dog and it's like have you seen the tortoise basically that yeah <laughs> um so that, that one's a good one. I think probably my my absolute favorite that I've seen so far, though, was actually um, on someone's stream that I was playing with at the, same, at the same time. And you run through this massive area of traps that just one hit you and, like, you die over and over again. You get through there, finally. There's poison floors. There's, like, everything going wrong. And you get to the end, and it's just a door, and there's a message in front of it that says, just getting started. And he's <laughs> like, No! <laughs> <laughs> and he opened the door he's like oh look it's the boss room oh thank god <laughs> it nice. was just such a hard bait so that, that one was really good and i think the other one that i've seen everywhere that's really good is um the the, the same thing that seth said the the no head question mark and then still no head and then eventually i found um it was like a just a skeleton skull sitting on the floor or whatever and it was finally head <laughs> <laughs> oh, i got him wait so there's no like nice chest like, those are my favorite. No, there's no amazing chest in this yeah, one. Yeah, there's not. And there's no um, try thrusting or anything. Oh, the that's best a good you get one is. Well. Um, yeah, try thrusting. Yeah, that is a good one. The, the best thing you get is like um, try fingers butthole. And that's, yeah, that's in Dark Souls 1. It's okay. It's, it's close yeah. enough. Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. There, there was also something about like mounting and pickles. Oh, yeah, the pickles. Yeah. Yeah, the pickles are a pretty common one as well. How many praise the suns are there? Uh, you can't praise the sun in this. Um, zero. But you can form a ring with your hands. Yeah. Zero out of ten hate the game. <laughs> there's actually there's no concept of covenants in this game, but there are people that you can like sort of pledge loyalty to for mini like side quests. Um, but there, there's no like yeah covenant system or anything. You can still invade and be invaded though. Oh, I've just been like accepting everything that any NPC has been telling me to do. Should I not be doing that? Uh, sometimes they can be like, hey, do this, and it might kill another NPC that might have a different storyline. Like they can be conflicting things. Um, but otherwise, for the, for the most part, like you just kind of do whatever. You just go, oh, you know, I I will give this potion to this person or whatever, or I will go kill this NPC that you asked me to. No problem. So, so Patrick, what's the best message you've seen? Oh no, it was it was the dog. It was it was like dog, yeah. it was dog. it was just like a turtle with just a single message in front of it that just said dog. They're like brilliant. And then it's like rated like nine 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 nine. Yeah, that's the one. We've all seen it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just perfection honestly the best part about that is there's been loads of posts right on like twitter and everything about because if someone appraises your message you get a health boost like you get healed ah, wherever cool. you are which is cool it's a cool mechanic right but people keep posting videos of them like throwing everything at a boss running out of like flasks and stuff and then they just get stayed alive from being healed because people keep rating their messages and then they beat the boss <laughs> wow. which fantastic. is like hilarious what a clutch <laughs> it's so good i keep seeing it everywhere so the people just keep dropping like these dog messages and like you know to try thrusting whatever because it, it actually helps them win the game <laughs> so so what you're saying is it's not only the american healthcare system that runs on gofundme but the yeah, uh, exactly the elden ring healthcare system as well gotta do one uh the so i i 
think there's probably because josh quite rightly doesn't want to spoil the game fair enough it is it's only been out for five days despite what everyone's playtime says uh so i think there's just one topic that i want to cover remaining and that is the uh the map the map and the scale because i think that's i think that we can have a discussion about without it being spoilery at all because whoo i've played bloodborne Bloodborne's got a cool set, like thing of scale where it's like, you know, you'll climb to the top of the tower and be like, wow, I had to fight all my way through, you know, whatever town or whatever that got me to where I am now. And I'm sure other games have moments like that. But my God, in Elden Ring, <laughs> you go to one part of the map that's just on some sort of elevation compared to the other part of the map. And you're like, oh, I see everything. This is huge. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. haven't even seen all of it. <laughs> Something something I appreciate is that every time you uh, get a new piece of map, the map screen actually expands. So like at the beginning of the game, I was like, oh, this this must just be like a first area map because it's like a small square. And then as I kept heading north and south, it's like, oh, no, this is getting bigger and bigger every time I unlock a new map piece. Now it's a giant rectangle like going upwards yeah yeah i've um i I got to the point where i was like oh this must be the full game oh this must be the full game oh this must be the full game and the map just keeps getting bigger and then the last one i did i was like oh okay cool like this this is a small area i'll grab the map here and then i've got the full map and it opened up like another additional section at the top right i'm like how big is this map (laughs) (laughs) it just keeps getting bigger and every single piece like it just kind of expands enough that you go like oh yeah that's there's only like one more section of the map to go and then it keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger but um like i'm just glad like at this point i just hope the game doesn't end because i'll will be really upset it's definitely the best game i've played in years that actually nicely ties together two points because i agree with seth and that seth saying that it feels like every part of this map was done by hand and i agree with that i i don't think there's anywhere that i've been that like the the only annoyance i have at the map is what's what's there and what keeps liking and, and what likes to send me back to my previous grace rather than the map design itself uh and also uh what, what's the big s tree end tree world tree um the, yeah the giant thing in the sky the world tree. The it's tree, I think. World tree. they're the erd trees yeah so there's mini erd trees and then there's the big boy erd tree in like sort of the, that main area that you can always see yeah that you can like, always see in the center yeah, but that that big boy urn tree. Wow, what what a uh, what a centerpiece to to welcome you to an open world game. Yeah, one of the first messages I actually saw in the game uh, was when you walk outside for the first time, and it just says "try up," and I looked up and I was like, "Yo, that looks amazing." Yeah. Um, uh, one of the first messages I got was um at, when I got out there was something about the like finally here so beautiful yeah 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 i've seen a few of those actually and like this this is definitely one of the best looking souls games they've ever done oh absolutely like, agreed even like and there's an area where you sort of go underground and i just went oh my god this is the most beautiful area oh man like the minute long elevator down yeah and i just went yeah. oh this is the most like beautiful area i've ever seen in a souls game and then i got further into that area and i'm like how does this keep getting like more amazing it just looks incredible yeah and i i went there and i backstabbed an enemy did like one ape of itself i'm like i love this area i think it's beautiful but i'm not ready for this <laughs> yeah. Yet. I'm gonna go. yeah i did the same thing but i just kind of like hopped on my horse and just went oh, i'm just gonna keep attacking and running away i, I want to see more of this area so uh, how how, cool. how is the horse as someone that's playing dark souls and i assume my ideas of horses is probably very much based on things like red dead redemption and like 
Uh, and it, Pokemon to, Legends Colonosseus. Yeah, and Breath of the Wild to a certain extent as well. Is it like that? It's to explore. It's pretty fun. Like it's basically what you expect, like from Breath of the Wild or Legends Arceus or whatever. But the combat is leaves a lot to be desired, in my opinion. It grows on you a little bit because you sort of go, "This is a very Dark Souls one kind of a attack pattern." Um, but it's so to, to the horse itself you summon it using an item and it pops out of the ground and you just start riding and you get launched forward a little bit um it's like maybe double the speed of your walk and it has a double jump so you can use it to climb a lot of areas um that's all really cool you can jump to like 360 in the air as well like you can jump once and then turn whatever direction and jump again so there's a lot of like horse puzzles and stuff. So you can finally do a 360 no scope. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But um, the way that the horse works is that your left bumper attacks left, your right bumper attacks right. So you don't have like a block or anything. You can't use your left hand weapon. If you want to use a bow or whatever, it has to be in your right hand, your main hand. Um, and then you can attack with that as well if you wanted to. Same with the spells and everything like that. So to me i would have rather have left hand right hand do the actual things because like you can find lances and stuff and i was like oh cool i'm gonna lance i'm gonna have a, a shield and i'm gonna fight these other mounted enemies but in reality you kind of just run up and you attack by, by swinging your sword downwards for like mounted combat and stuff like that all the time so no matter how big the enemy is you're attacking if they're on a horse or not whatever you're always doing the same one attack animation so it's like it's it's fine it gets the job done but like it could be better but it's also like if it was better it would be too op and you would never leave the horse <laughs> so i get why it's this way so it's more like and i hate to do this as a point in comparison but are there any games that do horse combat better um uh from what i remember shadow of the colossus had really good horse combat ufc but with horse dlc <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> one of the darksiders games dark darksiders 2 had pretty decent horse combat do you imagine just entering an octagon and just having to fight a horse <laughs> i reckon i could take him yeah no i get fucking you want to put that you want to put that to the test no i get fucking killed you can put a six-year-old girl and she'd fucking kill Co me Com <laughs> yeah, Com you want to box logan paul complete yeah, tangent, i never said I'd win just, just briefly i i, <laughs> I think it's Jake once paul again saw the um that chart of British versus US men uh, thinking, like, rating what they think they could take in a fight. Oh, uh, yeah, that's always good. <laughs> it's like animals. And, like, alligator, it's like, you know, 1% to 5% or whatever, and it goes up to, like, rabbit, where it's like, you know, 80% or whatever could take in a fight, and then just, like, a bunch of things in between. Still still excellent. Who's the 20% losing to a rabbit? Uh, Rabbits are fast. I, maybe it wasn't I've a rabbit, but it's like... in the Holy Grail. The... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> True. okay true <laughs> the 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 point the point being not so much that it's about a rabbit but just like it's a bunch of just like varying like just the it's it's like a it's like a scale difficulty of animal and just funny seeing how uh on every metric americans think they could take more than the than, than the uh than the british guys maybe met the average british person they're probably just too busy at the pub fighting horses uh anyway uh <laughs> Eating horse, horses. horse combat uh, Pokemon? No. <laughs> the, the Dynasty Warriors games have some pretty good horse combat. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I'd say that's... It's, it's a different ho like horse combat. That's just going up and like, how many enemies can you take yeah, down yeah, in one But you just asked in general. You didn't ask good. to be specific. I did. Um, <laughs> I, know, yeah, I think the, the Darksiders uh, horse combat was really good. And I think... Um, it's not it's not Mountain Blade. What's the uh, what's the new game that, that came out where you, you have horse combat and you sort of ride around... Uh, oh my Skyrim. 
No. Red Dead Redemption. I'm struggling to remember what it's called. <laughs> Skyrim Remastered. <laughs> Skyrim Legendary Edition. Skyrim Anniversary Edition. Skyrim Phone Edition. It might actually be Mountain Blade. Oh, it is Mountain Blade. Warband. What, ba- Bannerlord. Yeah, Warband, Warband 2. Warband and there was... What's Warband the new 2. one? Were you thinking Bannerlord? of Chivalry? Or am I thinking of Bannerlord. Yeah, Bannerlord, Bannerlord looks like it has decent horse combat as well. Because you fight in like horse tournaments and stuff with them. Um, that That's really cool. So that, that looks like it has really good horse combat, but I haven't played it. So that, that if it was more like that, that'd be cool. Fair enough. Um, that that nicely segues into biggest criticisms of the game though because i have a couple thoughts but i'm curious to see what other people think (laughs) 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 and we've come full circle thank you for listening (laughs) Uh, we've come full uh, ring wow hey hey there we go there we go oh look we're back in the tutorial area so episode 14 Uh, um uh any any actual criticisms from from uh from you josh yes yeah and it's only one so far but it's okay, huge. you 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 answered that more um, more passionately than I thought. You've clearly given this some thought. Uh, we'll try not to spend too long on this, but tell us. Okay, so I, it doesn't it doesn't have to be a long one. But uh, anyone that's played Dark Souls co-op, it's exactly the same co-op in this game. So you summon someone in, they can do one area with you. If they beat the boss, they disappear. If you know you die, they they die as well. They they disappear. Um, you have to use a certain consumable item to be able to summon people in this game. Um, mm. You can craft it, and it's it's very common, but it's still like, hey, I can run out of these in a dungeon or whatever. Especially if you do what you know a lot of me and my friends have done. It's like, okay, cool, let's do a lot of these areas of the game together, which means you're using a huge amount of these consumable items um, just to just to get through the game in a co-op experience. Whereas, like in the same style as monster hunter the more people you have the more health and sometimes the more damage the enemies do so you know it just it seems like such a lot of wasted potential to add this type of co-op to this game when if they made it so that you could just jump into a party and you could just like you know smash your head against the wall with four other people in one area and then scale that area like they already currently do without summoning people it would have been amazing. It would have that, been that so good. That does sound kind of sick, actually. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like I, it's what I expected the game to be like. Just like you know, there was nothing to say that it was going to be like that, but it just felt like an, a step that they would take to go into this kind of formula, and it just isn't there. And it's the only thing that is like holding this game back. And in my opinion, I I think it's an amazing game, and that's my one big criticism about it. Fair enough. Yeah, I also I also think that um. At- not being able to get on the horse during open world areas while you're um in co-op is a bit of a downgrade. I can I kind of get where they're coming from in doing that. So it's not like you and three other people can go off into separate directions and uh, um clear out different parts of the game to like quickly get through it. But it also feels like it's too restrictive because. You kind of need the horse to go through the open world areas at a decent pace. Uh, I, I semi agree with that and I semi don't. Um, a lot of the open world areas, you know, they've obviously done it in a way where you wouldn't really summon someone in a giant open world area. So it's like, I, I kind of get why they've limited the horse, but also like, cause just, just from hardware restrictions, everything, right? Like you can't have someone or several people riding around on a horse going really far away. Exactly. Like what you said. Because some of the areas are huge. Yeah, I think at that point, if people start getting too far away, you start doing a message of, hey, you're about to get kicked out. Yeah, or just, hey, you know, turn back or you'll be teleported to the main host or whatever, you know, something like that. Um, But in saying that, I think, you know, 
I think the the biggest problem with the horse combat in multiplayer, then not being able to have the horse, is that there are many bosses and many areas where you have to have a horse in order to proceed or or beat it for the a lot of the or at least beat it easily for the most part. So in th- those kind of situations, you're like actively discouraged from playing with people. And you're like, oh, you know, I, I bought this to play with my friends or we're doing this together or I'm trying to help them and I'm hindering them for this. And that's that's kind of just weird. And I'm not sure why they've done that, especially if they could, you know, have the multiplayer and have a boss arena and still have the main person on a horse or whatever. And the other people just be at a disadvantage. It's like just limit the area that they can be in. I don't know. They've done it really strangely. Yeah, I I was prepared to come in and say, oh yeah, I've got no complaints. But yeah, the co-op is actually kind of a bit, uh, just, a bit of a hassle. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. It's just you got to work around it. Seems exactly, that the people that play solo are they're truly the champions. Well, I've I've done most of the game solo at this point now because because of those reasons and just because it's you know fun to just explore and find random things in every direction and be like, hey, have you found this yet? Oh yeah, how cool was that? Yeah, it just um, seems like you need someone else to carry you. Does does the back <laughs> hurt? I started playing more solo so I wouldn't get spoiled. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but um, well, you mean you you can also just server mute Jake for that one though. That's true. I could. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that is like it's just the problem with the cop isn't that it's bad it's that it's it hasn't changed in 10 years of the game is my biggest criticism with it and the, and that you're seeing a lot of missed potential it's kind of like the 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 um Arceus chats of like it's not that the systems that we have are bad it's just that they could you'd be, think it could be better, better yeah. and you can you can easily see how it could be better yeah, exactly yeah exactly well we're in elden ring 2 um elden rang came comes out um, elden rang <laughs> elden rang <laughs> Honestly, I'd be happy if they moved on to something else after Elden Ring, just because this is such a good product. They can they they've earned the right to go do something more creatively free than another Souls game. That sounds like an awful lot. Like you've said, it this is a perfect game, Seth. I I wouldn't go quite the far as saying it's a perfect game, but I think out of every game I've ever played, this is the most perfect. Which is like, I'm really getting FOMO oh, now. Jesus, I need it. Oh, it is it is such yeah. a good game. I, I can't even stress how good a game this oh. is. Steve, so I, uh, ran quick, quick story time because it, it's, it's real fitting. I, um, finished work, uh, when was that Tuesday? I think it was Tuesday. Finished work. Uh, I've only been seeing Elden Ring content, just a combination of what YouTube's serving up to me. All my friends yeah. are playing it. Yada, yada. I, I hover over the buy now on Steam and go, uh, but chances are it's, it's just because everyone's playing through it and, and chatting about it and things that if i wait a week it'll die down a bit and then you know i'll pick it up on sale sometime later on it'll be fine and then uh and then i got a message out of the blue being like i'm surprised you're you're not playing elden ring yeah because i don't i don't really want to drop a 100 bucks on it right now and i'm not really into so like i haven't really played many souls games whatever and the response back was i don't really play souls games either but this is one of my favorite games i've ever played and so it was like all right finger (laughs) is now hovering closer to the play now again button and i don't remember what it was that pushed me over the edge there was some other message from someone that pushed me over the edge i was like ah fuck it i'll just buy it (laughs) yeah it's it's basically drugs i've got i've got zero self-control when it comes to peer pressure and god damn it did did they exploit me good for elden ring yeah a lot of a lot of my friends are like oh hey steve can't wait to hear you talk about elden ring on the podcast i'm like oh i haven't played it what What do you mean stick around stick around to episode 50 (laughs) yeah i I don't know you're keeping him on hook i don't know i'm 
Uh, I don't know. I, I'm taking a bit of a social media break at the moment, so I'm not getting hit with all the memes. Um, some of the people I work with know I play a lot of games, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you see me because you're always playing because they have me on Steam because I'm always playing games." But they're like, "Oh, like I've played the other Dark Souls games. How does this compare?" And like they're like, "I really love Dark Souls Three, and I'm like, if Dark Souls Three was a nine out of ten, this is a twenty. And they were <sighs> like, "Oh, it's that good," and I was like, "Yes, <laughs> you should absolutely buy it. It's worth yeah, every cent of your time." That that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah, no, that that's exactly what it was. Thank you. That that's what it was. It was. It was okay. I've been I've been peer pressured into it by by people that don't even play Souls games, and they tell me how good it is. And then it was just um, it might have even been in in one of the like one of these like one of our chats of just all of the accolades that it's gotten across the board from everyone that's played it. And it was like, well, ninety nine percent of people that play this game can't all be wrong. What <laughs> <And so, laughs> are your current thoughts? Seven hours in, is it is it worth the money? Was it worth the hundred bucks? Uh worth it. Yes uh like i'm definitely enjoying it but it's not i still wouldn't say that it's the sort of game like i i'm really enjoying the the almost like i i want to say the solo co-op experience of just sitting in a discord and we're all playing our own game but we're all in elden ring just kind of chatting about it i'm really liking that sweet spot i think if other people either finish the game or burn out and then take a break from it for a bit I probably will as well, even if I'm not feeling burnt out on the game because it's still not like I it appreciate. You haven't hit a point where it's hooked in you in yet. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, you haven't so beat that. the first major boss yet, so the moment you do, you're gonna be like, "Oh, this is the good stuff." Like <laughs> bit, bits of it have hooked me in, and I can definitely see like what it's doing and what it does well, but it's still not like I don't know. I, I think I've gone through a bit of a philosophy shift with what I enjoy about games, and until now, or until the last sort of until covid really for whatever reason i've really i've i haven't minded grinding like spending lots of hours in games is just kind of like a, a fun pastime but uh particularly in the last sort of year or two i've started wanting to more efficiently spend time in games and partially that's just because there have been so many good games out now that i like what elden ring does but the idea of having to slam my head through those walls, I get that there's an immense feeling of you did it at the end of it. And I've had two of those, you know, just before recording this and it's great, but it's still not like, I, I think if I had the choice, all things being equal between Elden Ring and world, I'd still probably play world. And then, you know, once I finish world, there's more content in, in Elden Ring. So I'd play Elden Ring, but for what each game offers, I still am more suited to a monster hunter world style game. And that's just, me mm. yeah no that's completely fair like i i've been making a joke since it came out that uh i'm i'm going to turn a lot of heads in a month when i end up coming into the podcast and say oh hey so stranger of paradise came out i like it better than elden ring <laughs> wrong about that opinion but we'll discuss that on the day <laughs> mm. i mean i i will glad i will probably say by the end of the year yeah elden ring is the game of the year but for me i personally enjoyed this more than elden ring yeah and at that point, you can't say you're wrong because I'm admitting to the game being better. <laughs> I just, I just like this one personally better myself. Wow, Seth, take. <laughs> yes, it is. I, I'm being very smart about this. <laughs> um, you cannot fault me. <laughs> that that does nicely put us into the closing thoughts. Score out of ten, and I get it. Chances are we're going to be talking about this next week as well. But for the time that we put into it so far, um, I guess I'll start because you know you just heard my closing thoughts. I think this probably is going to be game of the year or a real close top you know three whatever game of the year it's only march no i know i know but like what i'm saying is what this game is yeah I see it winning game of the year 
Yeah, which is I'd give a, it, a, amazing. Yeah, which is yeah, and and I'd give it a nine point five out of ten. It's it's an excellent game. Just I yeah, you've already heard my closing thoughts. Nine point five out of ten for me. Um, Josh. Yeah, I um I think I said this earlier in the Discord, but like yeah, the only thing holding it back is that that co op, right? So I would give it a nine point five out of ten as well. Um, I think it probably will be game of the year. I don't know if it will be my personal game of the year because I think I, I have a lot of hype for Kirby and the new Pokemon games, but I think for sure this will be game of the year, like award winning. Yeah. 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 Uh, Seth? I'm I'm actually going to do it a little bit lower and say I'm giving it an 8.5, mostly because I do think that horse combat hurts it a bit. And because for you me. really want to use your Tartarus, we get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that. Like, I've gone over the controller issues. Now that I know what the problem is, it's like, oh, that easy. I'll just leave the Tartarus unplugged for a while because. <laughs> I'm not going to be playing Final Fantasy 14 this weekend because we're taking a bit of a break. Yeah. So I, I, I can just Ring. leave it unplugged <laughs> and just keep the PS5 controller in to play Elden Ring. But no, that the the horse combat does hold it back a bit to the point where I'm I'm preferring to stay on the ground and fight an uh, fight a horseback enemy with my own weapons rather than jumping on the horse. I will fight the horse like a man. <laughs> yeah, like so I'm, I'm, using, yeah. I'm using weapons that have um, blood build-up, so I hit the horse a good chunk of times and I just make it explode health all over the place. The SPCA would like it, to know your location. To, yeah, uh, around the corner from a Samsung place. <laughs> um, right, so 8.5. No, um, fair yeah. enough. Actually um really quickly uh, i i think this probably concludes unless anyone has any final things to talk about one, Ring, one probably. question um steven how likely are you to play it out of 10 oh no 100 I'm, I'm, it's a 10 like i'm definitely gonna play it it's just when i but when it's 30 dollars or on game pass <laughs> realistically from I mean, games have never been on game pass i'm not getting it, it. could it oh. could be considered an anime game you might pick it up for 35 it is it, it is very mm. heavily based from the berserk manga uh, there are a huge there's a, yeah i've seen that, i've seen the that, sword that's one thing i want um, to bring up yeah they, yeah they straight up redesigned a sword that was a reference to berserk in older games to so just straight up being a sword from berserk which is and, awesome uh and the item description is a um it references uh, the manga car as yeah. well uh, yeah. like all of the dark souls games had references but elden ring is like like it's just full of them so it is an anime game <laughs> yeah like i'm definitely so 35 yeah well uh, I'll 100% pick it up. Realistically, I'll probably only wait for like a small discount as opposed to like a big discount. Like I'm not going to wait for like the 75% discount. i probably wait for six months just for like... The mid-year sales, it'll be fairly priced. Yeah, yeah. It's just... Yeah. But I am, I am so fucking keen. If my backlog wasn't infinitely long and growing by the second, um, but the, val- yeah. the great value that comes from Game Pass, writing more games for that all the fucking time... <laughs> Um, it just gets longer and longer. Like games aren't even being released; it's just being released for free for me. I, yeah. Depending on how you consider a subscription. Um, but yeah, I, I, I honestly, in one part, like I can't wait to play it. On another part, my whole deal with the Souls games is I really like going through the wiki, the wikis and stuff, and reading as much as I can about the different secrets and stuff, and then finding what I can. So I, I'm happy to wait yeah this game is like such a a hard mix for that because yeah what it is is honestly really good playing where there's not a a wiki um like it like it just doesn't exist yet because the game has only been out for you know a small amount of time um and it's building so it's interesting to just sort of run into things in this massive open world area that you find 
um and you just go oh cool there's a dungeon here what's in this dungeon you might find like more than one boss in that dungeon where there's only one in the other dungeons that you found and it sort of opens up a whole bunch of experiences for you but i can also see the other side where you go oh cool a dungeon i'm going to google and see exactly what's in here so i don't miss anything like that's that's a very souls way to play a game so yeah i, I guess that that experience doesn't exist yet so that makes sense to wait for it then cool i like how i said five minutes ago if we had any final thoughts <laughs> and everyone said no here we are we're talking game of the um, year here patrick <laughs> <laughs> um no i i had two statements because they don't, they're not really discussion points but just interesting um steam deck came out recently and elden ring is marketed as a game that marks that that meets all compatibility checks so to anyone that has a steam deck apparently elden ring i guess according to valve would be a an excellent experience on a steam deck which cool breath of the wild but <laughs> but steam deck i guess um the other thing uh shoot i'm not even sure if i remember the second thing now so i had it right on the tip of my tongue and then five minutes happened to be your tongue the back of your lungs <sighs> no it might that's be that we just move on old song reference yeah we'll, we'll cut this <laughs> <laughs> uh, we probably won't <laughs> yeah probably not <laughs> Hi, <everyone>. um, <laughs> <laughs> shoot ah uh, it's gonna randomly come back to me at some point just in the next like 20 minutes it'll come back to you when uh, you go to sleep oh no i remembered it. i remembered it uh because it wasn't about elden ring it was it was when you mentioned um no 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 it was because it, it was when josh mentioned that you know also excited for pokemon games that the fact that elden ring mm, it's it's a it's a compliment to, to elden ring but it makes me more annoyed at how arceus came out where a whole bunch of npcs to me at least having played 10 hours seems like a lot of them are just they only have a couple lines of dialogue how hard is it nintendo to put lines of how hard is it to put voices in pokemon that's all I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, there are voices in, the, in every single NPC that you talk to in this. Yeah. Like, come on. Exactly. And they're all very well done. Well, there are voices in most games these days. Like. Yeah. yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not, it's and, not the new thing. And when something happens on screen, they don't just have to make the screen go to black. Anyway. Yeah. Look, it's, it's a Nintendo I'm, game. It, it's 360 hardware, right? I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spiral. I'm going to spiral if I continue talking about that. But I just found it, I found it funny and yeah. triggering. The, ga- the gameplay um, is fun. Not- I've actually played more Arceus this week. Um, it's great, it, isn't it? it? It gets vaguely better. Yeah, I played the new update. It's pretty cool. Cool. Uh, but with that, we have finished round the lounge for this week. Thank you, everyone, and we get to move on to part two, which is news. First up on the docket, we have the interesting situation where the All Star Brawl devs down at Nickelodeon saw how much we were talking shit about it, and then thought, let's just add it to the humble monthly bundle. That way, people will, you know give it a slight bump and play account does that make any of us want to play it yes i'm absolutely going to play it for that exact reason also it comes with mass effect legendary edition so if anyone hasn't played it 10 out of 10 give it a go it it depends how much money i have to pay for uh the game it's about 17 dollar reduce in new zealand Ooh, money that... or in australian money uh that, that's new zealand i think i think i only paid 17 i i don't know if the humble bundle thing shows in new zealand I paid it because it's like that's relatively cheap for what you get, so I paid it anyway. But yeah, eighteen ish. Yeah, I think, I think it's twelve Australian for the choice one. It is, yeah, twelve dollars Australian. Wait, no, sorry, it's seventeen dollars Australian, but you can get it for twelve if it's your first month being doing it. I'm just looking at it now. So it comes with uh, actually a few good games: Desperados Three, Mass Effect Legendary Edition, Nickelodeon All Star Brawl. The Dark Pictures Anthology, Man of Medan, which is a game that we were talking about fairly recently. Um, Nebuchadnezzar, Red Solstice 2, 
Police Stories and Evans Remains. So there's a couple of good games in there. Sweet. The main thing, though, being that we will finally get to try All-Star Brawl. And, I don't know, get to play it for 10 minutes and then drop it like the hot shit that it is that everyone else has been doing. Uh, Seth, you going to play it? Cool. Looking forward to it. <laughs> Steve, you going to play it? Uh, no, I will not be getting that. If Fair enough. It's the only game that will run on your laptop. <laughs> is, is that going to take it out of the Elden Ring money? Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> if, if, if $17 is going to throw Elden Ring out, then I think I've got other problems. Um, I, I just want to point out that you can buy this game separately on Humble Bundle for $70. <laughs> 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 yeah, but the more like, games you buy, then I have to go and finish them eventually. Think about it, Steve. That's worth yeah. two anime games. Hmm, <laughs> 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 mm, no, you said like that. <laughs> I, do want the Mass Effect. Yeah, I do want the Mass Effect Legendary Cat Edition. <laughs> The, well, technically, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition is worth the seventeen dollars on its own. Absolutely, oh, yes, on hundred percent. But it's but it's on Game Pass. So I don't have to pay that money. Okay, yep. but it's not on Game Pass on PC. But yeah. anyway, yeah, we're, well, we're, sorry, getting, we're getting bogged down in the details. Um, look, look forward to us trying out All Star Brawl and absolutely shitting on it in a future episode. Uh, <laughs> next up on the docket, though, uh, Seth, you back? Yeah, sorry, my dogs were barking and I had to go fix them up. <laughs> oh Jesus! Due to the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> dog <laughs> you know just let them out of the room so they stop barking yeah, keep put a marking them. down in front of them that just says dog exclamation mark and people are rating it maybe maybe yeah, um, I, i'm already at nine 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 maybe it's new zealand thing but when you get when you say you, you get that you're gonna go fix a dog it means uh it means de yeah no just anyway yeah, no. Uh, with the nuts yeah so uh seth you are still trapped in mobile game hell tell us about it yeah so uh kingdom hearts it has some mobile games that are canon to the story and course, one of them has had <laughs> yeah and uh the one called the one called kingdom hearts dark road has um had its uh uh, last story beats uh delayed indefinitely at the moment they were meant to come out on winter and hey surprise surprise the last day of february they announced that they're going to be delaying it to an unspecified time it's funny because i remember you talking about this in the news being like i can finally stop playing this game and they're like ha 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 <laughs> yeah it's it's not even that i play the game i just follow the story beats on when people upload it on youtube but i want everyone to be free <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah um i imagine they're going to drop the update when they do the 20th anniversary event later this year around april i think it was so hopefully it's Zen and we can all get past this mobile game story. All right, I'm gonna shit. I'm gonna ask it. What the fuck type of game is this? Is it like a gacha game? Is it a cookie clicker? Like so, it's like Elden Ring. Oh, okay, it's, good. So it's a great game. All right, enough, enough said. It's it's a mix between a gacha game and like an endless clicker of like enemies will keep spawning and you just keep swiping attacks until they're dead. Oh, and the gacha so is the attacks like, that you use. So it's Fruit Ninja. What's called? Tap, Tap King or something? No, Fruit, fruit Ninja Maybe with people. Maybe something like that. Oh, Tap Titans. It's what it's, what it's a rip-off of. That's a good yeah, game. could be like that. Never heard of it. Anyway, next up lot. on the docket, uh, Piccolo got a cool new transformation in a trailer for... Is that a movie coming out? Yeah, a movie coming out in April in Japan. So describe the animation to those of us that aren't on video, which... Is all of us. <laughs> it uh the animation of his transformation. Yes. Uh Piccolo screams, he gets a lot of energy around him and he turns from green into a yellowy green. Literally just super saiyan. Literally like, he's, yeah. he's literally piss colored, like, yeah. like <laughs> he, he, yells, he, he he yells himself into shiny. Yeah. yeah. If, yeah, if yeah, anyone has if anyone has seen uh, Knuckles' transformation from uh, Sonic 3, where he turns super in that and he just turns pink instead of red, it's basically the same as that. 
He just turns into a lighter shade of green. This is literally just stand. a horrible shiny color. <laughs> it's just but like I, the um, shiny yeah. Dustox color. Like is, regular, yeah. regular to shiny um, Piccolo and Dustox. Anyway, cool. Um, <laughs> disgusting. Anyway, uh, next up on the list. We have news that Funimation and Crunchyroll are being merged into Funny Roll, or is it Crunchynation? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, it's just Crunchyroll. It's just Crunchyroll. Funimation is dead. Crunchyroll is all that lives. I, I want to speak about this because they killed the Australian and New Zealand company that was Anime Lab when Sony bought them. Yeah, and I know. They killed them, and they had an amazing app, and it worked really well, and it just it was it was incredible. It was cheaper, and then they merged it into Funimation. And all I've seen under every comment thread for Funimation ads that I get shown on a daily basis is, hey, bring back Anime Lab. Why don't you just use Anime Lab's UI, blah, 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 blah. And in the background, Sony has been working and changing a lot of, uh, since they bought Crunchyroll last year, changed a lot of that stuff. And there's a lot of things in there that are very similar design to what Anime Lab was. And they've now released the Crunchyroll beta for that. And it's much better. And now, because of the backlash they've gotten off Funimation, they're just merging everything into Crunchyroll and being like, we're good now. <laughs> and trying to sweep it under the rug. I, I also think it's a thing of like, why make people pay for two subs when both are owned by Sony anyway? Yeah, and the weirdest part is like, Anime Lab, when they merged into Funimation, you lost access to a lot of animes that were on Anime Lab, despite it merging. Yeah. Um, and then they, like, even like, like some of the stuff that Funimation owns isn't on there. <laughs> like the Dragon Ball Z and stuff like that. It's not even on there. Um, so it's like, why, why does this exist? So then they've started moving a lot of that stuff to Crunchyroll. And like, I refuse to use Funimation. Like I tried it once and it's it's horrible. The app is garbage, it crashes, you're lucky to like buffer, um you're lucky to not buffer, sorry. And then the uh the new Crunchyroll they've been using has been working really well. So I'm really glad that they're actually coming to senses and merging it as one. They'll probably up the subscription fee, but at least there'll just be one support you can go to watch everything. Yeah. To be honest, I have been watching Yu-Gi-Oh Arc five recently and I watched that for free and legally from a an app called Tubi, um, because oh, I yeah, wanted the dub. That one. Um, it has very dog shit animes on it. <laughs> if you're interested in that. <laughs> I've been watching Yu-Gi-Oh. Thank you, yeah, I thank mean, you, you for that. Shill Steve. People on that. Crunchyroll does have all the Yu-Gi-Oh animes for the record in the original Japanese, non-censored. Uh, what about dub? I'm not. I think they do have it dubbed, but I don't watch dubs. But it's Yu-Gi-Oh. I mean, you have to. I'm not. I'm not listening to them do a 20-page explanation on a card. <laughs> I'm not. I could, if I wanted to read the cards, I'd play the game. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say you read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pull up the Wikipedia page. Anyway, um, yeah, sounds like good news. Uh, I'll have to wait and see how it goes. Uh, next up on the news, we have some Digimon news. Now, I have not seen, heard, interacted with, done anything with Digimon for 10, maybe 10 is conservative, 15 years. So someone else is going to have to describe both of these stories. Okay, so Digimon Survive is a tactic style game that um, they're going to be releasing for Digimon. Uh, tactics being like Final Fantasy Tactics or Fire Emblem or Advance Wars. So those sort of games. Grid-based, turn-based combat for the most part. Yeah, turn-based turn -based combat. In you're on grid, a grid yeah. and you make... You, you, it's more about strategizing where you place your units. What would you call those type of genres? Is it turn-based strategy? Yeah, it's turn-based um, strategy. Yeah I, yeah, I usually call them tactical RPGs. Yeah, tactical RPGs, turn-based strategy. I just call them Fire Emblem. Like, <laughs> for lack of a better word. It's like the Dark yeah, Souls um, of Fire Emblem. Of Digimon. <laughs> There was a very long Digimon uh, stream that was going on that was 
very boring. I tuned out yeah. pretty early into it. Yeah, you, you said it was pretty it, shit, so I'm like, you know what? I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stop playing Dark Souls for a bit. Yeah, a lot of um a lot of the questions that came down to, hey, this person from the community wants to know, are you going to do anything with this game? Are you going to remaster it or port it or anything? And all the answers to every single one of those were very cut and dry cookie cutter and dry like. Yeah, we've we've thought about it. It costs money. And we're not gonna <laughs> say no, but we're also not saying yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh Digimon Survives uh they they announced that but earlier they announced that it was going to be more of a visual novel game and now they've given a number of like the game's gonna be about seventy percent visual novel, thirty percent gameplay. Uh which is probably more than most people were expecting. They also said that the game will be about 30 to 40 hours long to clear one path and that there's three paths, but um, you'll also be able to um, clear paths faster because they have a new Game Plus feature in. So overall, it'll be about 80 to 100 hours to complete the game, which seems fine. I'm mega looking forward to it. I reckon it's going to be fantastic. I've been following this for a while, actually. Yeah, it, mm. it seems pretty yeah. fun and I'm... I'm excited for it uh and the second thing of notes that they announced was that um they're doing a new digimon story game that is it digimon story is the same type of um series that are like um the cyber sleuth games this isn't a so sequel though yeah it's not a cyber sleuth sequel it's just a sequel in that sub genre of how they describe their games like they do either digimon world games or digimon story games so this is going to be a new game in that line of uh Digimon's games. They did also say though that um that they were looking at doing a um like it's under consideration for the which is actually in this article for Digimon World remaster or a port and I would be so unbelievably hyped for that. That would be an amazing game. Every, everyone's reporting on that, but that's from the thing where I said earlier where people were were sending questions about that and they they weren't announcing or denying anything. They're just like, yeah, it costs money. We've considered it. Yeah. So never say never never say never but that was like that was a game like a genre defining game for my childhood that was amazing yeah so i'd be really keen to see yeah that. i i saw that and i was getting excited for it and then i realized oh they're just saying the corporate speak of it's nothing's in development at the moment but maybe someday yeah exactly. maybe they do a kickstarter on it see if they can fund it i, oh. I would back it honestly oh now that we've said the, the k word do i have to go in and do a kickstarter check <laughs> <laughs> no. See if your uh, bloody bone conduction headphones for the price of a Toyota Corolla is getting off the ground. Um, actually, Deep Rock Galactic she finishes in uh, today in a couple hours. That absolutely smashed its target. Did I, I'm it? not going to end up back. Nah, I, I didn't Ooh. end up backing it. I just okay, I can't would... justify dropping that much money on a game that I think only I will play. Would you back but... it for Rock and Stone? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, next up on the list, uh, we got a shout out from uh, a Gamatsu article um, talking about putting rollback netcode in Persona 4 Arena Ultimate. Um, Seth, I think you're probably the, the biggest champion of this. Uh, take a bow. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, because we talked about it so much and said it would ruin the game without it, Atlas listens to us specifically and said, hey, uh, we're going to add rollback netcode in the summertime to the ps4 and pc version of persona 4 arena yeah it was crazy they, they they phrased it as like an audience question they're like hey guys big fan of the podcast uh, should we add rollback netcode um and we didn't even have to discuss on the po- just yes um i think yeah we all, just well steve steve what? was like on the fence about it he was trying to go on about fucking chalky milk or some shit but everyone no, else was like yeah yeah so, so it's we, only we it's only roll it's only rollback netcode if it's in a bowl 
<laughs> it's rolled forward netcode um, if it's on a if plate it's in a cup if it's in a cu- even worse um, what about if you microwave it then it's a Seth, just take Seth stop <laughs> do you take your rollback netcode steaming or with ice do you do the rollback Always netcode on before Steam. I'm not going to buy it on any other platform <laughs> do you put do your do you pour your rollback netcode before the release of the game or after the release of the game well, clearly, Atlas is doing it after the release. It's fine. Boggles the mind. But anyway. <laughs> I, I think it's funny but, that I think they, they said that they're doing this because the, the I think they said the Western fan base demanded it, <laughs> which is hilarious to <laughs> they're me. Like, they're like, we, we got a lot of uh, we got a lot of feedback about doing rollback, especially from the Western market. <laughs> they were very loud about it. Which is hilarious to me that they specifically called out like half of the world and were like, these dudes over here. <laughs> Nah, it's, it's funny, but also I'm glad it's going in because it would be borderline unplayable without it, like every other fighting game. Yeah, more and more games are getting rollback. It's it's good. It's a good time to get into them. And this is a this is another Arc System Works game that's getting it. Uh, Blaze Blue is getting it soon, so uh, it's eventually maybe someone at Namco will ask them to put it into Dragon Ball Fighters. That'd be really good. Mm. Oh, God, I, I can only hope. Goku versus. Mm joker from percent five do you want to talk about the game that doesn't have robot netcode that won't be at evo <laughs> wow six segue i'm gonna take that do we want to talk about the game that's uh doesn't have robot netcode that's not gonna be at evo yeah uh smash isn't gonna be at evo because nintendo said no maybe then I... skip <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's literal. that's literally the the news nintendo said no i can't have it at evo i believe alfred said it best when he said no one hates nintendo fans like nintendo yeah it's true <laughs> Maybe they should take the hint. Oh, oh, Mother Free is in this game. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to see that again. Um, did they? Did they say actually? Because I didn't read the full thing. Was it that Ultimate won't be in there, or that Brawl won't be in there, or none of it? It's just Smash in general. Just yeah. in general. Okay, like, wow. That's yeah. they must All be really Smash trying to kill off the hype. Yeah, They're like that's the end of Smash. We'll just sweep it under the rug how, now. How how dare people play our games and enjoy them? Am I right? How dare they not be buying DLC for Arceus that they'll release next month? Now that we're um at, that now that we're out of uh, character creation for that game and we're not adding any more content to it, we can stop pretending to enjoy it. <laughs> just go in the way of the 3DS eShop. <laughs> uh, I sh- I don't I don't get it. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not going to dwell on it. It's it's shit. It's shit. TLDR. It's shit. Um, pretty much everyone that's read this article. Um, also thinks it's shit. I haven't found anyone that's got a take of, oh, I think I think they're right to, to stop people enjoying their game as they have done for many years previously. Anyway, thanks, Nintendo. I, I also want to slide something in here. Like, it's not on the docket, but um, Capcom's also changing the way they handle tournament stuff around their games. Uh, it's it's very bad. Um, I, I don't have the details on hand, but it's like, if you make a certain amount of money, you have to apply for a Capcom esports license. Otherwise, the they'll ban the game from being out there, from being streamed or anything. <laughs> what? So yeah, it's 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 also really fucking, That's fucking bad. That's strange. Yeah, that is like the dumbest thing. Hey, you're doing free oh. marketing for us. Hey, look, yeah. it's clearly being successful. Hey, give us more money. <laughs> there, there's there's like a cap of ten thousand uh, dollars a year so, for pot bonuses, what? but not even pot bonuses. Like for for um prize money uh, and if you go over that cap in a year then you have to apply for the license that's insane. Bro, and like bro do you, do you have, do you have like, your pen license <laughs> yeah and it's like same shit if you if you host like a four if you host like a 40 person weekly which isn't hard to do and everyone pays five dollars entry fee then you're gonna hit that cap very fast yeah yeah that's crazy that's 
I wonder how much that stupid. license is. Yeah, I, I'm uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but like they have a very long list, and it's like it's really insane. I I don't understand why they're doing it, especially well, when they're just about to get into Street Fighter Six marketing. There, there goes my idea of hosting a Monster Hunter tournament. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get the Capcom license that affects Street Fighter for Monster Hunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, thanks, thanks Nintendo, thanks Capcom. Maybe they're saving us uh, from not allowing. Uh, very smelly Smash players to get together and potentially groom <laughs> young women. Causing more uh, global warming with their greenhouse gases. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if they came out and said that that was the reason, I'd actually be behind them. But just the idea of like, oh no, here's this like beloved community that we've built up around it and we're just going to rip its heart out. Yeah, no, get fucked. Uh, anyway, next up on the list, uh, we have a, another Gamatsu article talking about the prequel visual novel being released for Ghostwire Tokyo. Uh, who was interested in this one? One of us has an interest in Ghostwire Tokyo. I, I was interested in the game. I'm not picking it up for a while, but this is mostly on the docket just to put eyes on it. Like, hey, this is out. This is out of nowhere, actually. And it's free. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's out free, yeah. of nowhere. <laughs> pure, 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 pure. <laughs> it is out of nowhere. I literally just saw an article. I was like, oh. Oh, that's a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, no, they just kind of shadow dropped it earlier this week. It's coming out March 8th for PC. And yeah, if if you're interested in the game, then might as well give this visual novel a read to see what's going on. Yeah. It's a story. Sweet. Not really much more that we need to add to that. Uh, in uh, <laughs> Morgamatsu news, we have news of our uh, Resident Evil, Ari, probably should do both in case people don't know what, what you put is. on an email um re two three all right i'm, I'm done being steven for this week yeah no yeah, that was thanks. fantastic you literally i was you were literally 0.5 seconds right before these <laughs> homage is a bit salty at the moment <laughs> snipes the joke that that's that definitely makes it worse it's absolutely worse now um anyway resident evil uh two remake three remake wow why is that so hard to say two remake and three remake and seven are getting next gen upgrades uh who's yeah, excited I, for this i am i am because i just bought those games uh, recently and to go through them in a marathon and uh getting next gen updates for free i should add like if you own the games on ps4 or xbox and you just get the upgrades for free when you put them into their consoles um yeah good time to play through them i guess can't wait for them to come to game pass that's it, we've made it. That's it. I haven't played a single Resident Evil game. I do not intend to play a single oh. Resident Evil game, but they're what? there. Oh, that upsets me, but yeah, that's I've, okay. I've only played little bits of Resident Evil, but not like a whole game all the way through. Yeah, I got same. Close to doing all of Resident Evil 6, but... Um, but they're big, scary the games. I with stops coming over. They're big, scary oh. games. I'm not going to play them or get scared. They're so good. Oh, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We can move on. Can we? Cool. Uh, we, we can move on to what I think is perhaps my favorite news of the week. Um, tied with Pokemon just because that's always interesting but Gabe Newell being the CEO of Valve uh, has a double double barrel news uh, this week uh, the first one because we'll get that out of the way quickly is that for a while I didn't even realize this Steam took Bitcoin as a payment system as an acceptable payment system and it uh, came out recently in an article from uh, Decrypt that uh, half of the Bitcoin transactions used on Steam were fraudulent uh, I think they retired the system a couple high. years ago, but 50%. 50%, yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's. Uh, I, I remember seeing that Bitcoin was an option for payment like 
a year, maybe two years ago, and like I I didn't pay attention to it being gone, and it was just suddenly, oh hey, it's gone because so many people were fraudulently buying games using Bitcoin. It's like wow, yeah, what? Yeah, Gabe came out and pretty much said, yeah, like every transaction made with Bitcoin was fraudulent. I'm like, hmm. no thanks. He's also he also took an anti NFT stance. Yeah, that it was the same. But between the that, the crackdown like on uh, NFT scams and marketplace shares and all the other shit that made it onto the Steam store alongside finally cleaning up the cesspool that is the steam green light system where it's just everyone <laughs> yes, asset God. flipping everything they can in unity for a quick buck man gabe, gabe newell what a guy uh but the better news for this week and my favorite story is that he uh signed and hand delivered a bunch of the first batch of um steam decks to people around i guess seattle right because it was around valve headquarters yeah it was a seattle area and uh and he brought an entire film crew along along for the ride and the mix of reactions of people getting assigned Steam Deck from Gabe Newell are, it's fantastic. Because one, all he needs is the red coat and he could literally be Santa. Uh, and <laughs> two, you just get this sick mix of reactions where, you know, Gabe Newell's a pretty recognizable guy. I think even people listening to this would probably know who Gabe Newell is and they already have the mental image of him. Um, you know, showering showering people in 75% off coupons. Uh, and or so, the, uh, or you're already thinking of the exact way he introduces himself of going, "Hi, I'm Gabe Newell." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, CEO of Valve. And he does, and he does the same thing just on people's doorsteps with the camera crew behind him. And you have some people that are like freaking out, like, "Oh, oh, you're, 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 hi, you're, you're him, you're the guy." Hello. <laughs> and, and I think my favorite reaction was, um, he he deli- he uh, was delivering a console for, I don't know, it was like Meg or something. I didn't quite catch the name but uh, someone who wasn't home and it was either a partner or a parent or a friend or someone that answered the door instead. It's like, oh, and hey, so, thanks. Yeah, yeah. And, and so Gabe, Gabe standing there is like, oh, are they home? They're like, oh, no, they're out at the moment. Like, oh, okay, well, I have I have the Steam Deck. And so they just take it. Like, thanks. Thanks. And yeah. is, is, there, is there anything else? And Gabe's just kind of standing at the door just chilling. <laughs> That's so... And they turn and see the Cameron's like, what's with the film crew? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> But just imagine being that person coming back. Like, so how was your day? Like, I don't know. Some weird delivery driver, like with a with a film crew, came to deliver your Steam Deck, and, and then you seeing your house by... on the video later. Yeah, yeah. And it's signed by Gabe Newell. Oh, sick. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's um it's uh on an article from PC Gamer, and it's also a YouTube video. Highly recommend people go and watch it. It's it's definitely a highlight of the week. I uh, yeah, can't wait for him to hand deliver mine when he makes them available in Australia. Um, just like the uh, the Valve Index, right, Gabe? Right, Gabe? <laughs> anyway, we can move on. <laughs> uh, next up on the list. So, let me paint you a picture. Bungie has just been picked up by Sony. Activision Blizzard has just been picked up by Microsoft. And we all knew that there had to be a third player in this in this in this schmix, schmixing it up. A lot of people thought it was Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, we all thought it was Nintendo, but no, the uh, RKO out of nowhere was in fact delivered by Epic Games, picking up Bandcamp. <laughs> you know that music platform that that local guy in the local band that you've seen once asked you to buy their song on? Yeah, that one. <laughs> it's I, I, I just play I don't know what's, how to. What's yeah, the Gigamain Chad move that they're trying? I. I... I can't work it out. If if this is some 4D underwater chess, I, I ain't even playing. I got no idea what the point of this <laughs> is. I think it would be to add music integration, um, like with songs that you own so that you can play them while you're gaming or whatever and stream them maybe with the rights. But I I don't know how likely that is. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of as to why they've done this. Like it's the same equivalent of 
the company I used to work for buying Tidal. And I was like, why? <laughs> it just made, it made no sense. Well, because we, we, covered, we covered Epic Games buying something else uh, a few months ago. It might have been at the end of last year. I don't remember what it was that they bought. Something It was also something musical, though. Um, it was. I'm struggling to remember what it was exactly, but it was another one of these semi-notable ones. At least East Bandcamp has like a, a name brand behind it. The other mm. one was something small. I don't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, but at that, at that time we were also like, oh, why? <laughs> why, yeah. Um, I think it was some sort of music creation thing. And we all thought it was just going to be some Fortnite integration, which chances are this probably is as well. Um, I know that I... I think it was... I think it was... Um... Oh god, uh, the people that made rock bands. I think Harmonics. it was the people that made rock bands. Oh. Harmonics, yeah. Yes. Harmonics. Yeah, they did. They, they, you're Good right, memory. they bought them last year. I'm yeah, sure, I, I'm sure I made the same joke back then, but I'll make the same one now. Do you guys know that Epic Games bought House Party? Do you guys remember that? Oh, you did make the exact same joke. Have you had <laughs> yeah, this you made, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's still just such a meme in my head. A gaming company buying some shitty security floor-ridden social media app that just died on arrival. Yeah. We don't know, they could come back. House Party 2, Fortnite, Boogaloo. You know, Tencent mm. owns 40% of Epic Games, by the way. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. You'd think it'd be over like a bajillion dollars or something. Seems I like, ten, how, ten, I like ten how that also seems, means that ten, ten, ten Tencent, seems, therefore... Just, fuck, sorry. Right, I just keep talking over each other. Say, that's good, say, good your shit, say your shit joke, Steven, and we'll move on. I don't know why they keep calling them Tencent. They're probably worth a lot more than that now. Fuck's sake! I... You glad we glad flat? Why did you give him the microphone? I want he my does minute it back because he keeps it from his namesake of his brother, Fifty Cent. <laughs> that's good. Why did we give Josh? That's the good. Microphone? <laughs> that's good. There we go. That was the alley we needed. <laughs> um, I was going to say that also means that Tencent owns forty percent of what three Tom Hollands? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Right, that was a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So that that's that's what it's like when it's not a shit joke. Anyway, um, that's it. <laughs> that's so anyway, it. I was in this I'm out of here. <laughs> Steve's had it up to here with you, or as they say in um, um, Venezuela, forty bajillion dollars. What does they say in Spanish? No. <laughs> <laughs> or, as, or, or as they say with uh, with Russian rubles, zero. Um, zero. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Should we bring up that dad joke? That was a pretty good one. <laughs> you have to say it now. I have to what? say it. What, what's the difference between a, a U.S. dollar? And a Russian ruble. A dollar. One US yeah. dollar, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, remember, I remember it being a meme when the um, World of Warcraft currency surpassed the Venezuelan dollar as like a, as like a system of currency. I'm pretty sure that's past the... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's past the ruble now as well. You can actually... So there was uh, things... There are things worth more money that are, were crafting materials to create things in TF2... Uh, on sale for steam at the moment on the market that is worth more than the russian rubles nice which is crazy like oh it's insane anyway um the next piece on the news docket this week uh one from games industry uh or games industry biz sorry full full title of the website uh nintendo domain, please, buys Patrick. what full domain please full let me give you the uh the the the, the um certificate hash that way you know you're on the right website yeah please yeah i want the ssl cert delivered into my hands it's a physical object right <laughs> as a fungible <laughs> token if you would yeah <laughs> see unironically was also going to make an nft joke oh, anyway good. um nintendo acquires a company that has only ever worked for Nintendo and I actually thought was just part of Nintendo. I think I'm the only I didn't one even know this was a separate company. That's yeah, I, mean. I, That's I sent it in here and you guys were like, oh, I didn't know that wasn't a thing. And I was like, what? <laughs> all right, well, tell um, us all about it, Josh. Oh, I, I guess, sure. Um, 
obviously they uh they, what's the company called srd uh they have been basically programming nintendo games since like i think the original super mario brothers and working on like a huge amount of donkey things. kong even yeah donkey kong uh actually if we open the article uh donkey kong donkey kong jr yeah super mario brothers legend of zelda like they've worked on all their major hits and they were like hey why don't we just buy them <laughs> so they're like oh, yeah. it's, it's just sony and microsoft have been buying out all these companies they might come after this company that has done nothing but work for us for 40 years pretty much like, they bought um they bought the guys that did luigi's mansion um actually that's in the article as they well. bought them a while that, ago. that was last year uh so they bought vancouver based studio next level games so there you go that's in this article as well um they bought them I last they year owned next level for longer than that no no last year um but yeah so they they only just bought this company like just imagine just imagine nintendo like retweeting the microsoft news of acquiring activision blizzard with hold my beer and then they buy a, a company that we all <laughs> thought was part of nintendo <laughs> that we didn't even know was a different company yeah, so yeah. <laughs> it's it's funny because like you know a, a lot of people looked at this and went who like exactly what you did and then a lot of other people were like oh i thought they were already part of nintendo and i just yeah, looked yeah. At this and went like Oh, so they've done what every other company does of this age and gone, why are we paying the contractors contracting fees and then in-house them instead? <laughs> <laughs> Which is such Valid. a software dev problem to have. It's hilarious. Yeah. Does this yeah, mean we get full-time it. jobs? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Do, do we get holiday pay? What's holiday pay? Also no. In, in, in Japan? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really know that there's too much we can add to that. It's more just one of those, huh kind of stories yeah people listening to this will have no idea who srd is and uh yeah i don't even know game programmers nintendo bought a part of nintendo that we thought was part of nintendo but apparently wasn't part of nintendo but is now part of nintendo there we go summed it up uh next up on the docket uh an article from kotaku uh talking about i can't believe i'm going to say these words turning beyblade into a live action tv Wait, is it movie or series? Shoot. It's a movie. 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 Don't movie. worry, babe Rose. We're going home. Do you think that <laughs> it's, it's Paramount? It's Paramount too. And after it's because it's Paramount, I kind of have hope because they turned a Sonic movie around into something watchable. Only after the entire does, world does, bullied them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> does this yeah, mean? Does this now, mean the initial? Yeah. No, no, but Seth, Seth, you realize what's going to have to happen, right? They're going to have to do the initial rendering of Beyblades with teeth. They're going to have to do the initial rendering of Beyblades as squares. I honestly cannot wait. Like they, they, <laughs> just... they show the first trailer and they're throwing dice. Oh my god! They're just playing Dungeons and Dice monsters. They show the first trailer and it's just Sonic playing Beyblade. And they're like, oh fuck! No, it's about to be a human. Damn it! It's the original Sonic model. <laughs> the it, it, yes. <laughs> so we might be getting into like the Sonic. Um, I don't even know how to put this into words. Like a, a the cinematic, yeah, cinematic universe. universe, but the prime time Wash cartoon. Mouth, that was so bright. Yeah, now. we might get like a crossover between Sonic and what's his name, Kai, Ty, Sonic and Beyblade. Oh, but Sonic's trying Sonic to is the Beyblade. Sonic's trying to spin as fast as the Beyblade, but then he sum- summons like Dragoon or something, and it's like three, two, one, let it rip. And then he's like, three, two, one, got to go fast. Man, we're... What I want to see is what do they, for them to Paramount, do... Paramount, are you writing them. this down? <laughs> Steve's full of ideas. I want to see what they do, like, exactly what I did in primary school, where they go, oh, let's play Beyblades, and they pull out, like, some shitty plastic tub that they paid $30 yeah. for for yeah. the Beyblade things, and then they all go, let it rip, and then they stand there and watch one spin out on their own without them never touching, and they yeah. go, wow, what a fight. <laughs> yeah, we got abandoned at our school because people couldn't fucking I, put razor blades on it. I hated it. Oh, uh, yeah, people I wanted to play so... I wanted to play so... They kept holding the Beyblades and, like, launching them at people. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know if anyone else remembers, but I, I would love to see Crush Kid yes, also Crush done Kid. at some point. Yes, I remember uh, I had an authentic one, and I went up against some guy who had a, the $2 one from Parkley Markets, and I fucking, I fucking killed it. I, yeah, I remember it just going into 30,000 paths, and then the bell went four like, class, wow. and you got in trouble because you had to pick it all up. <laughs> eat shit, Adrian. Like, I haven't seen you in 20 years, but we had to eat shit. <laughs> Somehow Adrian just come, stumbles across this podcast. You've just activated some repressed memories. I like that you and I grew up in what is literally voted the worst suburb in Australia, and you're still somehow flexing on other people with your like privilege. Hey, hey, hey! hey. I went to a Catholic school. My parents are worried. They, they were right. Yeah, I better Josh lived in a rich part of town. Rich part of town. What do you mean? I live on the poor side. Oh, we can bet. <laughs> yeah, but general was doxing a rich myself. Part. Yeah, how about? <laughs> Right. Oh yeah, nah. Fucking horrible. <laughs> as long as you don't go to move, I'm like, oh, I... nah, I'm not living there anywhere else. Look, as long as you don't go out after dark, you don't look, you make eye contact with anyone. You don't go out under. You don't go out after noon. No, I go yeah, noon's fine. All the bad. <laughs> We're gonna have to cut this anyway. Then. We're not yeah. doxing ourselves. <laughs> I am doxing. I don't live there anymore. But yeah, I can't. Oh, hey, no. Long long story short, can't wait for the Beyblades. Um, hopefully this means. Like some good Beyblade video games get released because those were always pretty sick. If, um, if they lean bad, into yeah. it and make it like good corny, I'd be all for this. Jerry Bruckheimer is expected to produce the film. I can't tell if that's a bit, but if it's not a is. bit. It's not a bit, no. <laughs> what what I reckon they should do, right, is it's so live action that even the Beyblades are actual people. So like the people are just spinning around really fast. <laughs> oh, that so so it's going to be like cats. It's just people in cosplay <laughs> spinning around. <laughs> No, they're not even in cosplay. They just got their arms sticking out. They're just in like jeans and a t-shirt. <laughs> no, no, no. They're, so, they're just they're, they're, they're taped to office chairs. Ooh. So, so to give so to give Steve and still the holding razor some, some notion to give Steve and the audience some notion of who Jerry Bruckheimer is. He's um he's been producer on Pirates of the Car- uh, Caribbean, Bad Boys, and National Treasure. Oh, great! Movies. Only one of those movies is good, and I'll give you a hint: it's not National Treasure. <laughs> So psych right now. You. <laughs> National Treasure's okay, but it's not it's not good. The first two parts of the Caribbean's are alright. Yeah, the first two parts of the Caribbean's are good. Bad I Boys like the is like one enough. It's like, funny the first time you watch Bad Boys and you're like, wow, this aged horribly. My favourite parts of the Caribbean is Kingdom Hearts. That is yes. the worst Caribbean <laughs> that part. That's the worst yeah, playing. But yeah. Alright, if we finished causing me physical pain, uh we should probably finish <laughs> no. the, the, the Beyblade chat. Um all right, so we have some quiet excitement from a few of us. I see someone's parents didn't love them enough to get them Beyblades. Do they have Beyblades in New Zealand? Or is it just sheep? <laughs> why why sheep. are those the only two options? <laughs> I mean, I you're right, but but why? <laughs> <laughs> They're just spinning lemmingtons on a plate. Oh, with, with number eight wire and We're stealing our national touch. dessert, are we? Oh, excuse you. Anyway, um... Finally, that and Pavlova are all we got. Pavlova, they just spin the plane. Finally, <laughs> in the news for this week, we had confirmation and the, I'm pretty sure, first trailer, or first sort of solid look at least, of Pokemon Generation 9. Likely to be set in Spain. Uh, we've had a okay, lot so, so the, 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 of the, 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 It's not being actually set in Spain. It's being it's set Spanish in a region Island. based off Spain. Like They're not going Sorry, to go yes, to yeah, Barcelona good, good and be it's like... Inspired, inspired by Spain. Um, so uh, like how Carlos was inspired by France and Unova was inspired by uh, a pile of shit yeah. America <laughs> <laughs> just like Johto was inspired by a trash heap <laughs> thanks, thanks for derailing me more than the Beyblade chat um, sorry 
<laughs> I don't think you're wrong though. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, first trailer dropped. Uh, it looks to be a hybrid of Pokemon Legends colon Arceus and uh, Sword and Shield, which I think is the overarching <laughs> thoughts that we really wanted for the the follow on game. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's it's exactly what we said in the spoiler cast that we released. Well, really, Pokemon really gives you release. exactly what you fucking deserve. <laughs> Realistically, they only showed like two minutes pan of the overworld, as well as a picture of the three starters and some Pokemon in the overworld as well. Yep. Gen three but, Pokemon confirmed though. Look at that survivor's scales, nothing but yeah, look at that. Yeah, look at that <laughs> magnemite shine. Like, they, I think we should just we're putting the card before the. The horse here, like, as careful, much as Josh. You're sounding you really that, close to American but... Psycho, um, American Psycho business card discussion. <laughs> yeah, <Ooh, laughs> tastefully um... thick. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's getting clipped. <laughs> you, see, <laughs> see, you, <laughs> you say that it's like it's the first thing we saw, but the first thing we saw of RCS a year before it released is the finished product we got. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah. have fairly high hopes. Wait, yeah. I'm just reading the headlines, bro. You don't have to attack me like that, all right? Yeah, I, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting my hopes up at the same time, like, and I'm gonna get really excited about it, and I know I'm gonna love it regardless. Um, but with See, what we got with Sword and Shield, and what Arceus graphically is, like, it's if they, yeah, I'm just sort of, it's not going to be what we want. It's what we deserve. I'm I'm more hopeful for this Pokemon game than I have been since probably Omega Ruby released. So Agreed. I I think that this is probably a good step in the right direction, and I think that regardless, I'm going to enjoy it because it's it's a mainline series Pokemon game and there's going to be VGC and all these other bits and pieces yeah. um, that I'll just enjoy. So I'm just excited to have another one. There was a there, there was mention of, uh, but not really talked about, that a lot of the towns and cities are also built into the open world that they want to do, which automatically yeah. improves it over yeah, that, Arceus. Yes, but yeah. I'm yeah. super excited for that um, transition type thing. Yeah, absolutely. Rather than just having segmented maps, having a clear route and towns and everything in a map that you move around rather than an area that you move around is uh it's, is it's a almost like difference. it's what i wanted out of rcs exactly see yeah. i i would i would have even been happy if it was like the final fantasy 12 approach where um the open areas that we explore are the routes and then like at the end of like you could probably have like two or three ends of that yeah. open area that leads into like either another route or into a city or whatever and i would have been happy with that sort of thing but like even integrating them into the open areas is also a really cool well, well there's this small yeah. indie game that nintendo published a couple of years ago called uh breath of the wild uh, and that's pretty yeah, much oh, yeah, small small indie game yeah, from... developed by a small yeah, indie I... company nintendo I think I've, I've, heard, I've heard that one's getting a sequel soon uh the sequel to breath of the wild uh, i keep <laughs> like nominated keep... for game awards yeah, yeah. <laughs> one, one day we get it i think they only sold a couple of copies so might, people might not know it but that was pretty that was essentially open world in a sense and i think that's if they could do that kind of open world where like there are essentially you mean horribly no, empty well all i'm it saying not is if, if breath of the wild upgraded them. their graphics to pokemon arceus level they would have sold more oh so to bring <laughs> is it more in there, right? so you, you say you say that steve but um hopefully the pokemon is uh, to bring right? to bring elden ring up to oh, here for a second um so so something we were mentioning before was about how everything feels like it's made specific um let's say you were exploring around in breath of the wild and basically whenever you came into a shrine 
uh, what the Elden Ring version of that is. You found a new boss that's like specifically designed for that area of the map. I sort of like what the shrines are in Breath of the Wild. They're specifically designed for that area. Kind of, except they didn't <laughs> those take are, more than you those know, are not. You could you could change those locations of those shrines to anywhere else, and nothing oh, would change. Oh, so, sorry. I mean, like the inside of the shrines are the same. Okay, so you're saying like the the bosses suit the environment that you're in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. 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 Also, the dungeons take longer than about three seconds and two puzzles. Look at that. Look at me. I'm Josh. I've got 1,000 IQ. I can solve those puzzles. Some of them. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some of those. They're puzzles. like the easiest puzzles in the world. Wait, have you finished I, all I one heard, of them? Yeah. I heard that the movie Lucy was based on Josh. Yes. <laughs> Josh Day. <laughs> no. One of the one of the puzzles you could solve by turning your switch upside down. Oh yeah. Oh, just like that was the one. Inke. That was that the one that I was um stuck on, and I had to look up a guide for. Um, but yeah, but, no. like Pokemon looks good. Yeah. Can't wait. Very keen. Um, what do we think the gimmick was going to be? So Gen 6 was Mega Revolutions, Gen 7 was Z-Moves, Gen 8 was Dynamax. What do we want? I said this in the chat, but just good gameplay, please. <laughs> That's all I want. Well, it's a Pokemon game. How about so voice acting? Is that a gimmick? So with all JRPGs, there is this thing called Microsoft Excel, and it's very close <laughs> to what you get. I I'm, I hated I'm how that sentence started, sure. and where it went did not get better. <laughs> because because we've run the gambit of they turn Super Saiyan slash they Digi Evolve. Yeah. You power up the moves, and then you turn them big. I I don't know where we go other than you turn them small. Po- yeah. Polymerization. You can. And even them. then, Arceus said oh, to turn them small. No. Think if they make fusion Pokemon a thing. I'm just like it's just Digimon. At they that already point. have. Well, like, cur- fusion fusion like exactly like, on restaurant don't count. They don't count. And neither yeah. does Calrex either. That's that's just a whole fucking. We've run You're out of ideas. Sitting on a horse. Um, but if they actually like like fuse together like a Pikachu and a Magnemite or something, I'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Take it away. <laughs> oh, oh, something I did see somewhere was um someone mentioned World of Final Fantasy style stacking. Oh, please no. <laughs> that's horrible. <laughs> uh, so in World of Final Fantasy, um, you have like big medium and small characters and you can either have them all out separately or you can stack them on top of each other to power them up oh so like a magnemite they have that <laughs> yeah basically it. or thanks, a um, thanks, or a beldum oh yeah metane yeah i reckon it'll be i reckon the gimmick this generation will be like equipment if you oh, fuse if you fuse three dittos together how many dittos do you have uh, a ditto you've just got a good time for the night <laughs> <laughs> did you know vapor so <laughs> <Yeah. on. laughs> nothing but anti-bangers from steve tonight damn it sounds like he wants bangers. Yeah, well, if he was a ditto, it wouldn't be an anti-banger. That's the, that's the whole point, big fella. <laughs> um, I hate no, everything I, about this. I don't know what the gimmick's going to be, but I I truly hope that they keep the missions from Arceus because that was one of the better part of the games. Um, I hope they're not I, fetch quest missions. I just I just hope there's missions in general that give you things. Just give me something to do other than walk to Make the NPCs interesting things. to talk to. Yeah, like just just general Give them voices world for the love of God, things. please. I've watched a Nuzlocke of uh, Sword and Shield recently and the part where you get to Pierce and he's supposed to be singing and it's just oh, so oh, it's me. Oh, it's horrible, yeah. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> they, they did something similar to this in Gen 5 where they had a rock band uh, gym leader before and yeah, in Black put 2. lyrics yeah. into the background. In Black 2 with um, Roxelle or whatever it, it's, it's, rock, Yeah, rock, it's yeah. just her singing P-O-K-E-M-O-N Pokemon, but it's something. <laughs> <laughs> It's just it her was. literally doing the gym. pokey rap. Ten out of ten. <laughs> Alright, Gen 5 yeah, is now redeemed. It, also, also, every time you beat someone in the background that was playing an instrument, they would take that instrument out of the track. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's actually really cool. Holy shit. Hopefully, hopefully I think it's um 
Chris Pratt that does all the voices. Please, no. Uh, you know I what? We'll pass this oh, I saw a thing <laughs> earlier that said, you know what, Chris Pratt's not that bad, and it had um, James Corden instead voicing Mario, and you know what, Chris Pratt ain't that bad. Like, I would rather have him have, than James have you, Gordon. Have you seen the Paulie Shaw Pinocchio? Uh, no. It, it's it, he he really made him a wooden boy. Oh god. He gave him a wooden performance. Oh god. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, final 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 thoughts on Scarlet Violet. Um, gut feeling. Which star are you gonna pick? Stu- we have Fue Coco, uh, Spragato, and uh, Duckley. Is it Quaxley? Quaxley. Which is where I'm going. I'm going with Quaxley. Is it Spragato? Right. I thought it was Spragatito. Spragatito, maybe. Well, we're not going to get into an argument on how these folk are going to pronounce As- Asparagus, so whatever. Oh, asparagus. Yeah. You're you're picking asparagus? Sweet. Yeah. Um, Steve? Uh, fire starter, baby. Yeah, Fue I, Coco. Um, yeah. I'm also team Fue Coco. I, I've chosen it. I, I'm very tempted for Fue Coco because I've seen so much fan art that's just melted my heart. Don't it, fall but, for the uh, fan art. I'm, Do not fall for the amount of yeah. evolutions not, that not I've seen mention. that are fan arts. Have, like, they're not going to look anything like that. Like You're just getting your hopes not, up. Not, not to mention no, the, it's not the craft like singles final on evolution stuff. It's just what's been announced and like people making cute fan art around it. Like... It's already it's already canon to the Pokemon fan base at Foy Coco and Totodile are best friends. Yeah, I've seen that. So now it's I need cute. to make a team at some point that is a Feraligator and Foy Coco's final evolution together. I think and um, said... and Sandile. Yeah, Crocker and Sandile. Yeah, and, Sandile, yeah. and, 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 um, and Gibble. Yeah, yeah, and Wizma has been put into that fold as well. What are you gonna pick? What? I picked Quacks. No, no, uh, no. I picked Quacks. No, Pat- yeah, Foy Coco. Pa- Patrick said he was Foy Coco. Foy Coco? Oh, yeah. Um, I have another question for you guys then: Scarlet or Violet? Scarlet, baby. I... Emerald. I'm going Violet. Emerald. Damn it, Patrick. <laughs> I want Battle Frontier. <laughs> <laughs> there might be a Battle Frontier in this one. You don't know. Right, there won't one? be. Scarlet or Violet? Um, I, I, I guess Violet, because that's normally the, the order that I've been going in, but I they're so nondescript. I don't even know what the difference... Like, obviously, there's going to be differences one's between One's purple but... and one's red. One's Violet oh, and one's Scarlet. Oh, because like the, like the colors. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so no it's way. like red and blue. So Scarlet's like red and Violet's like... Um, actually, no. Green was the first one released they, in Japan. Hmm. It was, yeah, yeah. It it always confuses me when they do that because it's like they they're going with the US version instead of the Japanese version, and they go back and forth because it was fire red and leaf green, but then X and Y had the red and blue motif, and now they're doing scarlet and violet. You're also forgetting that violet is blue. not blue. <laughs> it's yeah, purple. and it's yeah, blue, they're, they're doing violet, which is, yeah, yeah. So violet violet is more towards a blue side of purple. It, I guess. Um, but no, I I will probably pick Scarlet just because a lot of people I know are gonna pick Violet. So see, I I went the opposite because a lot of people I know are going Scarlet, so I'm going Violet. I, well, do, um, do you two know each I other? Would probably pick Purple. Uh, uh, vaguely. No, uh, like vaguely, we just talk to each other on this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. No, I'm. I think quite a few people are excited for that, ourselves included. We will have to, uh, you know, see what more is announced on its way towards release which is at the end of this year and we're all looking forward to that that brings us to the end of the news this week and it is time for the audience question audience question this week brought to you by dan a champion of the podcast he writes in hey kings love your work with the pod thanks oh i'm I'm blushing oh josh is also blushing you can't see it but he is thanks for writing in dan all the best Uh, genuinely great stuff. Oh, I'm blushing a second time. Uh, however, I'd like to lodge a formal complaint on Steve's conceptualization of cereal as a soup and the following broth slash chalky milk debacle. Absolutely agree. Don't worry, we've all we've all uh, we've all 
express our disappointment in Is that. Is this Chunky yeah, Milgate? I am utterly disappointed, we'll but thank you for Steam. speaking your truth, Steve. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I actually lodged a, um, a broadcasting standards complaint uh, with my local media organizations um, just to try and make sure that that, that debate is never never ref- like referenced again. It's uh, funny because we'll I heard it broke go. three separate Geneva Convention rules. <laughs> <laughs> I, pro- I processed it against Steve coming in this week, but apparently that didn't work. I use my powers of veto. Um, he's, he's part of he's part of a union. It's really hard to get him out. <laughs> Every time um, you eat a chucky milk, um, yeah, eat a chucky milk. Oh. For tips. Anyway, uh, uh, anyway, my audience question for this week is as follows: What game or series do you recommend to non-gamers to get them excited about video games, and why? Background is I'd like to play some video games with my partner, but it's not usually her thing. Also interested to hear your thoughts on games for couples. Also, okay, please find attached to my fast travel lounge bingo card, which was. Excellent. We're gonna have to find a way to to get that. I I can I can insert that into the video version. Yeah, yeah. we could also I can also it post it on the socials yeah, exactly. when the video goes live. Can you put it yeah. in the um? It's, it's an excellent the, the description podcast description. Is that what we do these days? No, nah, we can't. You can't embed not, the not image as an image. There. Can yeah. you put a link to the image? A- ASCII art it. Yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> upload it to Imager and put it in. No, there. ASCII it. ASCII it. Uh, oh my god. Man, following game along at home. I'm very excited. Sincerely, Dan. Thanks, Dan. Uh. So, I guess, yeah, this one... So, so this question's a two-parter, which is. is more like non-gamers get them excited and then games for games couples. Games for couples. So, so the first obvious both. one, games for couples, would be It Takes Two, right? Yes, exactly. 100%. <laughs> Worked for Josh that and I, didn't it, baby? Yeah, no, it was... Generally, anything co-op is... But I'd you guys got a divorce like, after that. But we haven't to, finished it either. To, we, we couldn't finish it because Steven's laptop like doesn't handle it. It's, but it's it not... Was... <laughs> See, this, it is, was... this is the breakdown in communication that It Takes Two tries to talk you through. We could finish it, we just never went back to it. What are you doing on the weekend, so was... well, I'll, I'll play it. Well, after Elden Ring, so maybe next oh, week. Oh, yeah, I'll see you, see you, uh, see you next year. See it next takes year, three. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Valve's out of that one. Um, no, I, uh, <laughs> oh, I would recommend one. It Takes Two because it not only is a very easy game to get the grasp of for the most part it's like story is very interesting and humanized but it also combines uh, each one of the levels has a completely different almost gameplay mechanic that introduces you to like fps to puzzle games to all these different kind of weird things that make games their genre and they combine it into one so absolutely that is a game i highly recommend um another one would be overcooked but Mm, um, yes. just to get away from the game of the year but overcooked if you don't have good communication with your partner maybe skip that one <laughs> but that's a very ride or that. die game it is it i'm is. actually going to i'm actually going to do a cop-out answer and answer both at the same time i think the new super mario brothers games and uh super mario 3d world are good for both instances because um platformers i find are very simple games to get people into playing games and they're also oh, so co-op Cuphead. which is yeah, <laughs> as long as they're Cuphead, not a game reviewer, Cuphead is right? not a platformer. Cuphead is a Cuphead is a uh, supposed to be a boss rush shooter, but game journalists a, were upset and they had to put in platforming levels. I thought it was a Soulsborne. It, it it might as well be, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, platformers are generally easy to get people into like playing games and like understanding them a little bit and just having fun. And I find that the new Super Mario Brothers games and Super Mario 3D World are excellent games to play with people. So, like, getting it, doing a two-player with your partner would be a pretty chill and fun time. I want to I wanna answer another one very quickly that just because I think it'll meme on Seth. 
Um, <laughs> I would also highly recommend if you have the ability to have two consoles or you know your gaming computer and a console, something oh, along the lines of Final guy. Fantasy fourteen uh, would <laughs> also be very good. Honestly, it would be like if you if you're yeah. doing a story based thing together and you can do your dungeons together and quests together. An MMO is not a bad place to start. You reckon an I reckon and, an MMO would be a horrible places that like you never or if you no because you go at them at your own pace and they're generally pretty chill games. Yeah, and as long as they enjoy the story from it, then it's fine. If you're just trying to rush through because it's an MMO, then maybe you wouldn't like it. But uh, I think that's if that's a game that interests them, then it's it's definitely viable. Elden Ring and co-op gets non-gamers excited. Uh, maybe a little bit too difficult for a first game. <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to say Borderlands, but if um if uh, your partner's not like up to uh more fast-paced games or something that requires more precise controls, then I'd probably go against like FPSs or shooters. But that's just more of a thing of like trying to understand what type of things your partner would be interested in playing, mm. which is why I like why I go with like the very broad. This is a super simple game. Maybe try this out. You can even... Like, even... You, know, up you go, uh, Steve. Well, I was going to say, you can even probably... As much as I hate to do this, this is a bit of a weird cop-out type of thing because I've been playing it. Like, you can even do a lot of, like, story-based games that don't even have that much gameplay, like the Persona series. Um, <laughs> yeah, locked like, into 100 hours with your partner. Excellent. <laughs> we, they, but you can take it at your own place. There's pretty much... There's 200 a lot hours. Of, you know what? We were just talking about it. Pokemon is also a very good game to get non-gamers into yeah. like being excited about Especially games. Especially the new ones. Yeah. They're fucking busy. <laughs> um, Divinity Original Sin is another very good co-op game if they play D&D. Um, very similar to that. That is very uh, video gamey, though. It is very video gamey, yeah. but it is like effectively a tabletop game. Um, and yeah, honestly, true. Monster Hunter is not a bad place to start either. I would. I highly I'd disagree with that. I'd. I yeah. I also disagree in that I think Monster Hunter is a is a game person sort of game because it's kind of obtuse to get into. Mm, but when you're, you're into right. it, it's it's very much a thing that you can sink a lot of time into. But I think that the, yeah, you're right. The, the main thing. How, when, how much does your partner like math? <laughs> <laughs> well the, the main thing with like uh, it's sort of video games i'm not sure about you guys like i consider it like my main hobby and the main source of my time sinking and i know with my partner she's sort of like <laughs> <Nerd>. watches... <laughs> what do you mean what oh. else do you guys do um but my partner will sort of like I... watch me sort of play things i'm like oh like do you want to turn and she's like no not really i'm not really that interested so bad ending <laughs> <laughs> yeah bad ending so you know, maybe it's about having the conversation about like do they actually want to play like it's and if they don't want um, to play, that's fine. And it's, it is what it is. But if you're trying to sort of like force them to play and they're just playing for the sake to make you happy, they probably won't have like a. a good then maybe you are better off single. Well, if you, if <laughs> you're single, you have more time for video games. Right. It should be your only true love anyway. Kind of in the same vein of um of it takes two. The um the dark pictures get anthology is also very good if it, your partner that's, likes horror things. That's such a game game though. Um, <laughs> I don't think no dark pictures. No, they're very what they're the very fuck? narrative. Like you 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 walk. It's very chill as you walk around and try to like just make it for the story so for There's those parts yeah but of... for like you know quick action button pressing otherwise you get bad endings and stuff like that i kind of disagree I, you have to be familiar I think, with the controller i think they get stuff. more lenient I, I i think they get more lenient as they go on and maybe there's some difficulty sliders that me and jake missed when we played through them maybe. but yeah i i do feel like like it's a story thing that's kind of like go at a bit your own pace they're very linear and like yeah you get multiple different endings so you could play it a couple of times to try and get better runs and different endings 
But you can even try things like but, the, the minor games that are like really popular but aren't really known as games like Among Us or something like that. I was actually Oh yeah, that'll say, do wonders yeah. for the relationship. I mean, honestly, yes. like yeah, it could be really fun. I think, you know, we're obviously missing a sort a lot of very obvious ones that are probably worth mentioning. Like mm. Jackbox is also worth mentioning. Yeah, I was about to say like Jackbox, um like you know anything that's a social experience um things like mario kart where you can play with a bunch of people and, and you know, make it very fun or even like you know if they're yeah. like fighting games like even like smash Bros. pretty much anything that is multiplayer on a switch I, is not a bad place to start Portal would be yeah, a good i was, idea I was well. trying to i was trying to avoid competitive stuff because that's like if they're not very into things and like you're much better than them if you don't you gotta take it easy on them otherwise you're just gonna make them have a bad time well yes but they also don't necessarily like if they're just trying to get into video games you can be like hey give this a go you know like i'll, I'll watch and yeah. i'll help you um or i'll you know you can play it with like a bunch of your friends here here it is here's some controls have a go and then just watch them like you know they'll they'll enjoy themselves just for people at their similar skill level as well yeah yeah, yeah like fighting games fighting games that uh, getting into them and just smashing buttons feels very fun but it does it definitely is sort of a bit awkward when you'll be at like a dinner party or a party or something and someone's like yeah let's play smash or mario kart or something um, and they're all a bunch of casual players, and you're like coming first every single race, and it's like, okay, <laughs> just take it easy, yeah. have a few, yeah, have just a few. But I'm, I'm not gonna sit there and let them win. <laughs> you're at a dinner party, and someone goes like, "Yo, let's play Smash." You just this push, is why no one you, comes you, to your place, Steve. Yeah, yeah, and you push your glasses up on your nose, and you're like, "Okay, let's go." And around. You can even like play a nice, fun, casual game. <laughs> pick the absolute top tier character yeah. and you comment on every matchup before you play oh why did you choose that character they're bad against me i don't know what they are what game are they from games uh, this isn't a well, game you, you could even like take oh, you it picked even. wolf oh, okay i wouldn't but all right your funeral in, what do you mean in, we're not gonna play on Final Destination? Oh, that's that's a pretty slow character there bowser you sure don't want to go with yoshi well you could even take it even, even a bit and remove the video game element like with interactive stories like with the telltale series um like yeah, with the, yeah, the walking dead or the wolf among us or um they've even got like, a good batman series if they're into to superheroes kind of things get them started on that and they're usually yeah. fairly cheap and they're they're semi-quick as well you can sort of sit down and you've got like a whole lot of time to like make your decision and you can see the different endings and could be fun honestly skyrim is also not a bad first game very easy for the most part with difficulty spikes that will help you improve. I can see Dan's next uh, next week's question. Hey, my girlfriend wants to stop playing Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, she spent a hundred hours in this, and you know the 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 plants are rotting. Please help. Um, my girlfriend started playing Persona. What is a waifu? <laughs> <laughs> oh. She's playing Yakuza, and she keeps asking me what these weird quests are about. Um, she keeps asking me who I think is the best girl, and I keep saying I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just asking for a fight. Um, but like, yeah, no, honestly, like a lot of people I know that don't play many video games have played and loved Skyrim. So that's not a bad place to start. Well, realistically, like do we want the real elephant in the room? Animal Crossing. Yeah. Actually, oh, yeah. yeah. I'm surprised Crossing. I didn't yeah, get absolutely. Yeah. The only problem with Animal Crossing is if it becomes an addiction and then it becomes, why am I doing this? I don't want to do this anymore. And you stop playing it entirely. Yeah. Well, it can be even like Stardew Valley. Or, or you do what I did, do everything for an, an event that happened in the month, get burnt out and then never play it again. Yeah. yeah. Portal's also quite a good first game. Yeah. Portal's yeah. Fun. Just yeah, Portal's disagree. Oh. Disagree? Really? Yeah. It's very easily explained and it's just a puzzle game. But that, that's, I think that's, Portal that's eases problem. you into it. That, that's but, the problem though, is that, uh, I don't know, I... I've I've been building towards a monologue and I'm trying not to just monologue for like five minutes, but no, I, go for I, it. I, have no, some, go for it. I have some thoughts on this. So 
I've I've always been a gamer. <laughs> <laughs> Says while holding his Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I've found is that typically people who don't organically just become involved with video games either haven't found a game that has hooked them or don't generally understand the point of video games. And so for me, a lot of the non-gamers that have gotten into video games have done so for one of two reasons. Either it's because they've seen something that looks really fun to do and they want to try it, or it's because what they are doing on screen is a significant departure either emotionally or gameplay-wise that is just a departure from what would otherwise be, you know, some sort of boring reality. And that one's more kind of like, a, you know, when it's winter in Dunedin and there's not much else to do because, you know, it's fucking cold outside and you can't really do much, you start looking for entertainment from other places. Uh, and so it seems like you guys have... <clears throat> Uh, talked about both pathways in that on one hand you have games that you're playing together either both at the same time or both experiencing at the same time across two different consoles as well as games that you would do in more kind of past the controller style or games that you experience together but only one at a time and so for me quite a few of the games that I've been playing that have gotten other people at least interested as a starting point, have been games that have something that is easy to hook into, that they then play, that they then want to know more about. And so Stardew Valley is a good one. Animal Crossing oh, yeah. is a good one. Minecraft is also a good one mm. for the same reasons. Yeah, uh, I agree. But I would also um, switch it back to what Seth was saying with platformers being an easy start, which is why I don't think Portal's the right choice, because platformers traditionally have a, uh, at least in the ones that aren't, like unchartedy, like with humans in there, they generally have a very overly characterized character, or they uh, over overly characterized in the right way. And appealing I mean. character to look at. Yeah, they have something that's that, that's visually interesting to look at when it's when it's blown up. Because I remember um, when I was I don't remember how old, but watching my cousin at the time play um, Sly Two. Wait, so he's not your cousin anymore. He was your cousin. No, no, no. At the time. I just mean like, at, at that time. At that time, it was playing Sly Two. Uh, okay, thanks. I'm, also, also because that side of the family is weird, and I don't know if he's my cousin or like cousin once or twice removed or something. Some relative, some relative was playing Sly. I should have just said some relative was playing Sly Two. And <laughs> thanks the, for the listening, hook... that cousin. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what you really feel. Um, yeah, yeah. And and the the hook for me was that the characters are really cool. Sly, Bentley, and Murray. Um, and the gameplay looked interesting enough, but uh, there wasn't like some co-op aspect or something that I wanted to play. And uh, the final point, uh, the, the final part of the monologue is that a lot of the people that uh, even enjoy watching games but don't enjoy playing them, uh, typically, not, not in every case, I don't want to generalize, but a lot of the time, the people that I know that have been in that position of liking video games but only wanting to watch is because they have either a fear of looking stupid when they try it for themselves or they have a fear of not knowing what the consequences are of messing up and so some games such as uh some games with a really short gameplay loop i should say uh even something like hades where you can say from the outset you will die at some point in this run but you've you've only invested 20 or 25 minutes and there is absolutely zero downsides to you failing actually makes a game more approachable for a lot of people even though Hades actually has quite a high difficulty <clears throat> has quite a high difficulty ceiling when you're first starting out so I guess the point of the monologue is to say that it's really difficult to answer 
what sort of games or series would get someone into gaming and you know we've obviously tossed out a bunch of titles but really it's if they haven't organically gotten into gaming themselves why and then finding something that would fit that gap and i think there is something that would exist in every case it's just finding the right game for that gap and monologue over <laughs> no that's a really good way of putting it um i yeah and you are sort of right like they, they do sort of have to learn that of course they got they're not going to pick up the game and be perfect at it and what he will take some time and it is sort of knowing that like it's it's i've been playing it since it's my first memory is like playing Pokemon when I was like three years on the Game Boy Color. Like it's, in the in the womb. <laughs> it's just, for all intents and purposes, that was my womb. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it is sort of like a, a hobby that just sort of does take a little bit of time and whether you want to sort of casualize the hobby and have them like do like easy games like Mario Odyssey or or even like Animal Crossings or Stardew Valleys is one thing. But if you want them to go a bit and play with them together. You can let the co-op games like it takes two, or you can even sort of encourage them to like uh, different sort of games that they might not know exist, like City Skylines or Roller Coaster Tycoon. There's like oh yeah, The Sims. That was the other one I was forgetting. Yeah, The Sims. The Sims that, is also popular for non-gamers. Yeah, it's a it's a very um popular. It's it's a very diverse hobby, and I always hate the terms like gamers or non-gamers because. <laughs> there's always what, some sort how, how do you gatekeep if you don't put a, if you don't put a label on it exactly would you call people not a gamer just because like they're playing a phone game or something like oh that's not a real game oh, what's a real game <laughs> no no you can't even Elden Ring no, when I say non-gamers I mean people that don't describe themselves as gamers yeah, yeah no, I'm saying it's more of like a it's a weird point um, yeah as the gaming industry as a whole but then at the same time I'd call this a gaming podcast not a hobby podcast so yeah alright mm. Any final um, thoughts from Seth? Not really. I did have something I tangentially wanted to say about, like, the uh, characters that are visually appealing and, like, oh, hey, in fighting games, a lot of um, what gets people into certain games is just looking at a character and going, oh, hey, that character is really cool looking. I want to give them a try sort of thing. And, but, yeah, like, basically, Pat hit everything. Like, you got to find, like, what people are interested in and if that'll stick, really. <laughs> Uh, a lot of the things I suggested, like the platformers or anything, is more like general. These kind of appeal to everyone, so give these a try because they're very easy to get into. But um, yeah, if you can find something that's like more s specific to someone's taste just from knowing them, then yeah, go for that sort of route. Mm, so there's only one thing I want to add, really, and it's that if you're trying to play a game together for the sake of playing a game together and you want them to enjoy it, it has to be something that you enjoy as well. If they see you not enjoying that game, then they're not going to have fun if they feel like they're just being a bother. So make it something that you will enjoy as well, and you know you can enjoy together. Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, Elden Ring. Um, but yeah, that's just my the thoughts on it. Closing thoughts, Steve? Yeah, um, but yeah, talk to them. Like, if they don't want to play video games, they don't want to play video games. Like, the amount of times I ask my partner hey do you want to play and she's like absolutely not I'm like, okay well i'm playing so if i get frustrated you have to hear all these stories and she's like yeah all right that's fine so whether her eyes roll in the back of her head when i'm just carrying the tv into the sidewalk because i'm like that's it dark souls i've had enough um, <laughs> or a, a little bit of lag in halo has caused me to be like that's it and it's like oh if you're not having fun why are you playing i'm like i'm having fun <laughs> i'm having fun in my own way <laughs> mm. yeah i'm also mo i'm almost starting to enjoy my anger <laughs> we're kind of cathartic Fuck. <laughs> Sweet. Well, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that answers your question, Dan. Uh, said probably in more words than other audience questions, but I think it's definitely uh, an interesting um, discussion point. Uh, one final statement. Cause I don't know why I've been doing this for all the sections, but it just comes to me while I'm trying to wrap it up. But uh, my one of my one of my good friends, uh, his dad got into gaming later on, like you know, from sort of 40s onward, and it was weird because. There's something about when you come when you become accustomed to game systems. There's some inherent knowledge of if I press this button, I expected to do something, and so it becomes really interesting when you hand the controller to someone that doesn't have that prior knowledge, and they are just missing context for basic things like the idea that at least on a PlayStation controller that cross in a platformer normally means jump, is something that everyone that plays games knows, but is almost it almost has to become a learned behavior so i don't know it's it's interesting because it's a whole bunch of those sorts of things that outside of the game that you're enjoying you're also having to learn a whole bunch of systems to just get started which not which can't really be taken into account with the game that you play anyway uh yeah hopefully that answers your question dan um good luck we we look forward to hearing how it goes um actually we would be interested in hearing the game that you picked up uh if if you know if if it goes that way um yeah, we threw out a huge number of titles and I'm sure we'd all be willing to chip in five bucks to the, the winner of the title that you end up playing with your partner. Anyway, uh, I don't that remember. brings us... Oh, well, we yeah. can't go over 10,000 for the year, otherwise Capcom will be out on my arse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't remember. I don't have that cup of money. Uh, save the but, um, that does bring us to the end of the audience question and the end of episode 14. Uh, are we all going to be still playing Elden Ring next week? Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah probably not. Steve, what are you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to um, play next week. Ah... Uh, so I got the true ending for Persona, so that's done. Um, I want to get it. So oh, nice content. Oh, good. Oh, man. Oh, anyway, um, I can see you talking about it for ages. Um, I'll probably get into Super Mega Baseball Three because that just dropped on Game Pass, and I'm a big fan of that series. Um, uh, and I'm not sure how much you guys know about baseball, but the season's None. been delayed. None. Well, same. But the season's been Bottom delayed. Bottom of the ninth. Bagels. That's about it. Uh, home run strike. Hot dog. Hot dog. Get your hot dogs. <laughs> Back scratcher. Uh, um, yeah, but they've um, delayed the the MLB Major League Baseball shit um, series because of this player union things, and I do sort of like to watch a baseball game Thanks, every Russia. now and then. But they're just so fucking wild. Yeah, but anyway, too long didn't read. I'll be playing Dark Souls and Super Mega Baseball Three. Sweet. Well, if you have an audience question that you'd like us to answer, you can send it to our mailbag at fasttravellounge at gmail We're also on Twitter at fasttravellounge minus one of the L's and Facebook at Fast Travel Lounge. If you like what you've been hearing, feel free to show your appreciation or support. Follow, like, subscribe, whatever the relevant term is for where you're listening. And Smash that bell. <laughs> Smash the bell, indeed. Anyway, I've been Patrick. I've been joined by Seth, Steve, and Josh. This has been Fast Travel Lounge, episode 14. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Happy birthday, Autumn.